Hello, beautiful people. It is Playing Tuesday, April 11th, 2023. And this sports program, live from the Thunderdome, starts right now. Much mana! Much mana to all of you as well. Shout out Will Sasso and The Rock. Saw The Rock lifting at 2.30 a.m. on his Instagram. That dude is something that none of us are. Speaking of something that none of us are, we have a guest live with us right now that we are going to talk to to basically kick off this entire show. Normally, we'd run through everything that's taking place. The NBA play-in starts tonight. Basketball matters all of a sudden. Here we go. Hey, now national television basketball games that matter are going to be taking place every single evening, pretty much, on TNT and ESPN. Can't wait to watch the NBA and have it be something that is worthy of having a conversation about every day Mm -hmm. because in an 82-game season, it is tough to take them serious. Mm -hmm. That's right. But now that the playoffs are starting, all the stars are here. All of them, right? Why not Rudy Gobert? His team said, you can't play with us. Why? Because you pushed a guy. Mm -hmm. And that's never happened in sports before. Mm -hmm. So you got to get out of here. See ya. Here's security, by the way, to escort you out of this fucking building. (laughs) Even though we traded like 14 different things for you to come to our team and overpaid you grotesquely. (laughs) Biggest game of the year, the most important game of the year, the game that we would pay you the money we're paying you to play in and play great. We're fucking actually suspending you. You are healthy enough to play. We don't want you to play because it seems like the rest of the team maybe doesn't want you to play. Wild scenes over there. Lakers have to win. That's LeBron James. LeBron James and Anthony Davis, remember just a few weeks back, these guys were out of the playoffs. They make a couple big-time trades. Mm -hmm. D'Lo comes in. He starts playing good basketball. LeBron James is back on his bullshit. Mm -hmm. And they're going to go on a run. Can't lose to this Timberwolves team that is currently burning from within. Of course not. The ratings came in for the Masters. Huge. Huge. Fucking huge. 16 million people watched on Sunday or something like that. That's hilarious. In a world full of ratings going down, the Masters continue to go up just like the NFL. Congrats to Rom. Kepka for being actual draws. Yeah. Okay. Big time. Real draws. And to the Masters for even though they had a weather delay and a couple of trees go God. timber. Mm-hmm. Hell of a weekend, Masters. Yeah, Congratulations yeah, yeah. to the Masters of Golf. Way to go, Augusta. There's a lot of other storylines kind of brewing and rumors all over the place. And we saw Trey Lance's hairline for the first time. The internet certainly reacted. <laughs> but that is not what right now is about. Mm-mm. Right now is about not only the toxic table at Boston Connor and at Ty Schmidt. Boys, how you doing? Fantastic. Hey, much more of you, boys. Much Much more of you as well. How are you feeling? Knee a little better today, huh? Yeah, the Papuidius is uh, probably 65-70%. I was back playing Thunderball this morning. I was limited to my movement, but that meant the ball strikes had to be a little bit better. Mm -hmm. I was pretty crisp with the paddle and the ball, I will say. uh, One, did not lose. Okay, you're back. One by a lot. Yeah, they were good shots, though. This is maybe mm-hmm. the best shots I've had in a long time. And it's like, well, you lose one thing, mobility. Mm-hmm. You gain another one with these trick shots that were taking place. <laughs> yep. It was really a wild development this morning. But the Papladius is feeling much better. Much monitor to you, boys. One half of the hammer. Don Cowboys Tone Diggs is here. Tone, you look great. Is that a Bucko's uh, three-quarter zipper? It is a Bucko's. I'm trying to bring the vibes back. The vibes were fucking high to start 2023. Swept the socks. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. good. Remember? Then the I best do. player got hurt. Then Oni well, Oakers got hurt. Now the vibes are low. So I'm trying to bring him back up. Yeah, a guy broke his leg. Mm -hmm. Back. Broke his leg. Best player. Only four months. He'll be back just in time for playoffs. Classic Pirates. That's what I'm talking about. When baseball matters. That's right. Mm -hmm. They'll be in it. On stage yet again. Absolute stallion of a man. Came in in a minivan that's electric charge that is titled a Mustang. Mm -hmm. 14-year NFL (laughs) corner, ladies and gentlemen, Pac-Man Jones. Yeah. Yeah. 
Pack, Pack decided to use a uh, all electric vehicle. Shout out to you trying to take care of the earth. Now, wow. let's say what the batteries are made of might be worse. Those I, mines. I tried to do the same grandstanding thing too, like, oh, I, I care about the earth more than you. I got yeah. But it turns out the battery's potentially worse than everything that could possibly come from a vehicle. But I do appreciate you trying to do your part. And getting that minivan looking fucking Mustang. What was that? What well, is that out there? And what happened? And why did you take an electric vehicle from one city to another? Even though it's, you know, this is like a, that was an aggressive decision, I yeah, think. Yeah, bold. It was an aggressive decision. I do say that. But, you know, I seen the Hummer out there. It was electric. I said, hey, it's only, what, 90 miles from door to door. It said that I can get 285 miles. So I left the <laughs> house this No morning. air conditioning. Yep. I left the house this morning with 180 miles on it. Before I can get to 75, the motherfucker was already down to 100 miles. Uh-oh. <laughs> then my buddy Joe, uh, he's a smart guy. I thought, anyway, you know, he know about all the computers. Oh, baby I'm Joe. like, yo, Joe, hey, uh, let's find a place that we can charge this motherfucker up because it's getting low. And he went to a pump, a pump, a charger that yeah. didn't charge the car that we was in. Oh. We almost ran out, but we had to. he had to push, help me push a mile down the street, but we got here. Um, oh, fucked yeah. up decision. Uh, I'm, I'm going back to gas. I'm, I'm going to leave the electric to you. Okay. 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 So you're just giving move. up on you your entire concept. Smart move. Hey, way to, way to persevere, though. Yeah. Adversity showed up in the form of a number that's on a screen that was lying to you. Because that number is without the air conditioner uh, or music Tell playing. Yeah. You know, you ch- moving the seats. Think about how, yeah. how you know what I mean? Two, three percent. That's there. a lot of power. That was my first time, and it, it was getting low, and it said, uh, turn the air off. I said, oh, shit, Joe. We might not make it. Then it said, uh, turn the radio off. I'm like, shit, no Good air, times. no radio. What is going on? Yeah, the, the electric vehicle, it, it's an interesting, the ball racks right in the way of the camera. Oh, we got look Jabba. how see how new this is. Look how clean this is. Thing's nice, much better. When I had my bad papadius, I almost tripped over a ball going down the thing. Yeah, right. And I was like, kind of a risky thing just to have it all here. We had this yeah. whole thing, but the electric vehicle uh, game. I've been in a long time. Whenever Tesla came out, and I had was being grotesquely overpaid to do something, kick a ball. But hey. The business that it was paying me made a lot of money, too. Mm-hmm. So let's also think about right. that. Yeah. And that thing came out. It was supposed to be faster than, like, uh, like an import, pretty much. It's supposed to be quicker than anything else. And it lasts forever. And you're saving the world. That's right. And I was Boom. like, oh, this is a hilarious thing for me to drive. I get to, like, the P80 thing or whatever. It was one of the greatest vehicles of all time. I mean, it is so fast. I got car sick every time I was in the fucking Tesla, whatever it was. But the whole drive it to anywhere was quite a roll of the dice then. Mm. And they had said at that time, wait till next year. We're gonna have like uh we're gonna have gas pumps almost where you just show up on the side of the road, you pop in, they'll pop out your one battery, which don't look into where it comes from. No, 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 no. <laughs> don't, don't look into don't the, that one battery will go down yeah. and then they'll shift out a, a charge one and that'll pop right back in. And then you'll just kind of go on and then it'll be a five minute where stop. It'll be shorter yeah. than a gas station. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows where's that? Yeah, they're nowhere near being anywhere near complete. You had no shot. Whenever you're talking about him searching, he found a Tesla charge station that doesn't work for the Ford, I'd assume. Right. That can't be how it is. And they're talking about moving to electric vehicles. It's like it is impossible to get actual anywhere yeah. other than just around the house. So don't give up on electric vehicles. Okay, don't do that. But you can't be going like Oregon Trail with them. No. Yeah. You know what they I mean? got to tell us the true mileage on this shit, man. Because... The fucking car is halfway dead by the time you turn the radio halfway up. (laughs) 
Yeah. Is this our future? Tough decision. Huh? Wait, this is our future? Dude, that Hummer, potentially. That Hummer, though. Come on. Huh? Pretty mm -hmm. good, but that also yeah, takes... sounds great when you go three miles a day. Yeah, yeah remember, when I was driving downtown to the office, to the house, I almost had to get and rid of it. Leave it overnight uh -huh. a couple times. Yeah, because yeah. the charger it couldn't charge it quick enough. Why that didn't you tell me none of this? Dude, I did, what? It, it works. I yeah. didn't think you were going to drive Cincinnati to Indianapolis. No. I mean, what are you doing? No way, dude. But I do like that whenever they sold it to you, they told you that you could. Yeah. You know, because they told me the same thing every single time I'd done it. They ain't never told the truth to me. You should have bought the solar panels with it, though. Pack, I'm going to be honest. That car stinks. It does, dude. Yeah. It's a Mustang, too. They, Mustangs are horsepower heathens. That's right. Okay? I got a Shelby that has 660-some horsepower. Showed up loud. That thing purrs when it comes in. Now, I did try to drift around my front driveway and wrap it around a tree. But that's what's going to happen when you have a rear-wheel drive vehicle yeah. with 660 ponies and a large space. It's hard not to... Oh, I'm a fucking drifter all of a sudden. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then a pothole shows up out of nowhere and you hit a tree and bang. Oh, is it totaled? Close. Going to have to fix it. Yep. They got it fixed. That is what a Mustang's supposed to be. That minivan fucking thing you drove in here today can't have it. So you're also empowering Ford to continue to do that type of stuff. I just want to let you know, I was disappointed today in you. Very. Hey. We all were. I was We thought you weren't going to make it. Yeah, I was disappointed in Ford. It's not even shaped like a Mustang. It's a, it's a minivan. No. It's like, a minivan. You're not supposed to be able to stand up in a Mustang. You're supposed to be able to get 287 <laughs> miles out of this fucking car, and it was nowhere near it. You were at 180, though. So even the 280, I mean, what were we thinking? You showed up in a Lambo SUV last week, and now you're showing up in this. Oh, jeez. Well, I thought it would be a better idea than the gas thing if it can not. make it there and back. It might be able to. Let's give it a go. No, yeah, for no, sure. Yeah, well, next uh, week. Try it again. And the thing is, Pac-Man, too, if you remember from Hard Knocks, he also ran out of gas one time. So oh, it kind of is yeah, both. I do remember kind of both situations. He's so mad you brought that up. <laughs> what happened there? <laughs> what happened there? You just, it was lying to you, too. It had that thing. It said, how many miles left? And it said, like, you got 30. And then it goes to E. Yep. And everybody's like, well, I got an extra 15, yeah, 20 yeah. at least. Is that what happened? Well, I was in the demon, you know. It's got a lot of horsepower. I just <laughs> didn't have a chance to look down at the gas. <laughs> oh, you're too busy listening to it. But this time, this was I. I, I looked at this thing the whole time. <laughs> One eighty. I started off with, and there's no way that's from downtown to seventy four is seventy miles. Yeah, I got on seventy four. I had a hundred miles to go, bro. Okay, yeah. How loud was the music? Now now we have to get into what Where were you music listening was to at. Now? Well, Joe's negative ass was over there talking the whole time. Oh, we're not going to make it. <laughs> that's not true. Oh, we know that's not true. Is like, true? Bro, why would you keep saying that? I'm Joe like, sold his tech company for $10 billion at age 28. Yes, that's who Joe yeah. is. Uh -huh. We're wondering why he didn't talk last time he's here. He doesn't think we're fucking worthy, pal. Yeah, that, that he is brought his computers. As big, it's as big as his desk. 32-inch monitor. I heard him speak in Mandarin earlier, talking to the Chinese markets, you know, yeah. before... They're they're even online over you here. You should have heard what him and Bill were talking about just moments ago. They were talking about how they're coding the fucking internet together. That's these guys, wild. H capital E lowercase. <laughs> no, be careful. That guy will kill you. Colon. He probably was draining that thing. Actually, he probably plugged into that yep. car and drained it and said, "You need to be taught a lesson today. Mm -hmm. You can't be driving electric vehicles that far." Nonetheless, Pac-Man, your car collection's fantastic. Yep. As are you. We're so thankful that you're here. Pac-Man, Pac that one won't be in the collection. Yeah, that one's getting probably sent back. Getting sent back to the tech tech factory. That's right. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. Put it back in the system. Don't give up on electric vehicles, though. That Hummer's awesome. Well, until we can get some shit that, you know, is a little bit more range. Reliable. Reliable.
No, right. they just, they need to be able to figure out how you can get. You got to be able to charge the goddamn thing yeah. if you need to. Like gas stations exist for a reason, you know. And mm-hmm. I assume at one point there wasn't a lot of them, right? Oh. And then people were like, "Whoa, need more of these." You know, what we need. Yeah, these car things are sweet. Mister Sheets would be much exactly yeah. Tom Sheets. It'd be much cooler if we could get somewhere in Tom Sheets, founder of yeah. Sheets. The superior gas station exactly. of Pennsylvania yeah. said, we'll put these up along the roads that people drive on. Mostly. Smart. Mm-hmm. You know, like from city to city. And then people were like, oh, we'll put these in our towns. Mm-hmm. And then just kind of started growing from there. And then obviously the business side of it, whew, that is very political. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the electric ones need at least the start of it when we're on highways. They're right. nowhere to be found. Nope. No. It's tough to do, bro. Yeah. Speaking of sheets, that cheese dog when we was in college. So oh good. God. Oh my God. They were so quick. Those are MTOs, dude. Made to order. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Anyways, today's show isn't about that. No. No. And we might have spent 15 minutes there chatting about other things, but there's somebody sitting directly in the middle of our stage who has All a right. fucking game today at three o'clock. <laughs> Hell right? yeah. And you might know his name because. What he accomplished last Friday is something that has never been accomplished before in NCAA, I believe. And I'll just keep rattling off history. records. History. History. And tell me when I'm wrong. This dude hit for the cycle and pitched a no-hitter in the same goddamn game. We're talking about Shohei Otani. Yeah. yeah. We're talking about everything he's been able to accomplish. And they go, well, who else has done what Shohei Otani has done? They're like, well, Babe Ruth kind of did it. Sort of. Sort of. And now Shohei's doing it to a whole nother level. Babe Ruth, obviously a legend for a lot of different reasons. Mm -hmm. But Shohei, that was literally the only precedent, it felt like, for this figure in L.A. Mm -hmm. that was on a terrible baseball team. Obviously, we all assume this is the greatest baseball player of all time. Mm -hmm. The sport of baseball ball is talked about in two different ways the best pitcher yep. and the best hitter that's right turns out this one guy fucking both of them yep well this past friday university of indy greyhounds pitcher brady ware hit for the cycle that's every single type of hit you could have in baseball whoa and pitched a no hitter at the same damn time never been done before is this a young indy greyhound Shohei Otani feels like it roaming around in D2. Here's the highlights, and if you don't believe it, it makes sense. I thought it was a lie on the internet. Yeah, sure. It's a real deal. Where is a piece of that one towards right field? They're gonna call it a home run. They're gonna call it a home run. They got it. Fifty feet over. Brady Ware will trot around the the Bengals indoor facility. That is. See you later. Sit down. Kind of hater this guy. They're gonna call it a home run. Gets a piece of that one. See, this is the tough one. Oh shit! shit, No way he's gonna get a triple. Done. Good slide. Wow. Dog. So we got we got a home run. We got a triple. Yep. Ooh, he's a piece of it over the head of the third baseman. Is that a gapper? That's going to be a single. Oppo for Ware. double down yes. the line. That guy said again, that's going to be a single. This guy's a hater, bro. Yeah, a big hater. Double is a single away from hitting the cycle. He's got good energy. He's kind of hating. Where gets a hit? Gets past the first baseman. There. And that's going to be the cycle for Brady. You want him over. Yeah. You want him over. You want over the commentator by the end of it. Ladies and gentlemen. And there's another strikeout, obviously, an absolute dog to win the game. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, joining us, that man, Brady Ware. Yeah! Brady, how are you, pal? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Man, fantastic. Thank you. We just had to turn up the mic, or you can move it towards you, whichever one you want. Nope, this just mic. Just the actual this microphone. Mm-hmm. 
Brother. Nailed it. Great, oh, great voice there. Yeah. Brady, what a moment. We obviously seen it on, uh, I believe, Omar put it on SportsCenter. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, did he? I, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Did he I, tag himself? Or? Oh. <laughs> I think it was video by Omar down at the bottom. He may have been there live. He probably was. Omar is fucking everywhere. He knows. He's an absolute dog. dog. It was on SportsCenter. I think it was on Bleacher Report. It was literally everywhere because it was history being made right here in the middle of baseball season while Shohei Otani's being talked about. What was your weekend like? Have you uh, enjoyed it at all? What what is it? What type of guy are you, and how did you kind of take it all in? Oh, man, this weekend was it was something different. I mean, I've never experienced anything like that. I mean, just last week, you know, just felt like a normal guy, and then all this stuff happens, and now it's just – it's been a whirlwind. We live in Indianapolis, mm-hmm. uh-huh. right? Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Live in the heart of the city. I didn't know there was a dog roaming around at Indy Greyhound Stadium down there on the baseball team that is pitching and hitting prolifically. How long have you been at the University of Indianapolis? I've been, this is my first year here, so just since, you know, August. Where were you before here? I was at the uh, University of St. Catherine in uh, San Diego, hmm. California. Okay, where are you from? From San Diego. Okay, oh, nice. first year in anywhere other than San Diego for an extended period of time? Yep, first time living outside my uh, my parents' house. Welcome to Indianapolis. Wow. Let's go. Welcome Great. to Indianapolis. Yeah. Great to have you out here. I mean, certainly, I think this is going to become a pipeline. Yeah. San Diego athletes yep. straight into Indianapolis yeah. for college. For sure. Happier here. I, I see like it's, yeah, exactly. Philip Rivers was the last one. Brady Ware is the second one. <laughs> Are you enjoying uh, the college baseball experience? What, we're Division Two right now, so how many games in a year? Uh, we got... I think it's like 50 or 55 plus the postseason. 55 games. Damn. You're pitching and hitting in any other positions? I uh, play some first base, but mostly just hitting and pitching. How often do you pitch in those games? You got 50-some games. Well, usually I'll pitch like once a weekend, but you know this year's been a little different. I've been hurt a little oh. bit. Oh, so it's a bounce back? Holy oh. shit, I'm back? Part no hitter? Yeah, Good that was job. my first game back, actually. Wow. Yeah. What? No way! Welcome to the show. Congratulations Holy to you, dude. Good first game back. Pack, think about all that rehab. During, while he's working out, while he's going to wait till they see me when I get back. I'm going to be the best version of myself. No hitter, fucking hits for the cycle, Pack. What yeah. a guy. How I feel, man? Feels good now. Healthy? You feel good? Feel good. I was actually supposed to be on like a 60 pitch count, but uh, obviously after... Got the no hitter going. They let me keep going. So you're, which where'd you get hurt at? Well, actually, my it was my oblique on the right side. And you're oh. a left-handed pitcher. Oh, okay, that so that's pull. So I was pulling, yeah, I pulled it. Okay, when how long ago did you pull it? That was like two weeks ago. When did season start? Season started, what like middle of March, I think. Uh, and they beat the shit out of some teams in February, so it makes sense that he's saying March because actually, yeah, uh, they beat a team thirty-two to seven in, in the opening weekend. So is you is you Indy a factory here in D two? Like, is is do we not know that? Is this your team supposed to be? Are we winning it all this year? Uh, I think we're going to win it all this year. Hell yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Let's go. Go ahead, Ty. I just, I mean, at what point? Because I watched the the you know like highlights too, and outside of the the PA guy kind of just being a horse's Whoa. ass. He was like a little you, bit of a hater. Yeah. Do you he know that guy? You were new there, I guess. So your first year, maybe you got to win him over. Did you hear that? Did you hear the commentator? I heard it after, but yeah, I've never met the guy, so I don't know if he was hating on me or what was going. Well, on. you won him over by the end. <laughs> he did, but but at what point did? Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, like baseball culture, like you kind of have an idea that the no hitter's going. But I also saw like you had you had guys on base like first and second multiple times, like. What point did it kind of set in? Was it harder focusing on the cycle aspect or the no-hitter aspect? I think uh, the no-hitter was definitely harder to focus on. Um, I realized in, like, the fourth, but I also didn't think I was going to be able to go much past the fourth with the pitch count. But, you know, they kept sending me back out, kept asking me how I feel, and I was just like, all right, let's just roll with it. 
Hell yeah. I, I seen the thing where you was 15 minutes late. Um, I have a pregame ritual. I, um, it seems like I don't know if you did this on purpose, but since you was 15 minutes late, do you think you should be a couple minutes late? Change now? routine. Oh, should you change yeah. the routine? Every game. Well, I'm currently late right now, so <laughs> oh, no. that, maybe I'll have a good game? game today. Okay, for today's game? Yeah. So does your coach hate that you're here or happy that you're here? Oh, he's happy. He's got to be. Shout out to your coach. Good yeah. coach. You feel like you got better since getting to UND? Or, like, what, does your game continue to grow? Or are you already a made player? And like, I, I honestly don't understand baseball world much. Because people get drafted, like, 17. Right? Oh, yeah, out of high school. And yeah. then they end up in, like, single A, double A. Some mm-hmm. guys opt to get, even get drafted. Oh. They go to college. Then they think about going over. And then they're maybe in double A or triple A. It's like, I don't understand the baseball development world at all but like are you continuing to get better right now goal dream still to be in the majors is that everything go to a bigger school like what is the is there a mindset or do you just take it literally like game by game almost I mean obviously everyone's trying to get better but I mean I want to play next level you know play some either independent ball or maybe get drafted frontier league like that here we go pioneer league I played in the frontier league yeah you did that's what I heard no big deal you know I played in there First time ever stepping into a batter's box. You mm-hmm. played baseball your whole life, only sport? Yeah, that's the only sport. Loved it. Loved it. Everything about it. Yeah, my dad got me into it when I was like, probably like two years old. When you're pitching, are you uh, thinking or trying not to think at all? Um, well, I think I got to change my mindset now because this weekend it just felt kind of blank out there. And yeah. Okay. I think, so as somebody that does something that is just like a, uh, a routine thing, yeah, man, I'm trying not to think at all. Mm-hmm. Everybody that I know that's a kicker trying not to think at all. Is that something that you do you have like a full pre, pre-pitch routine, like mental cues you give yourself, or are you just out there playing in the moment? Just who's, kind of playing in the moment. Who's calling pitches? Um, my pitching coach was actually calling the pitches. Dog. You shake what, him off? What are we throwing? Yeah, is there yeah. any of that? I shook him off a couple times, but, but he did a pretty good job calling the pitches. What are we throwing? Fastball? Fastball, mostly change-ups. Three, two. A couple curveballs in there. Full, full box, 3-2. What's your go-to pitch? 3-2, probably change up. Okay. I'm, but I you had to set today. that up, right, in the first. He's not pitching today. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. We don't want to give away yeah. any yeah. advantage. Uh-huh. In there. That's right. That's but right. you already had to set that up, I assume, right? Isn't pitching, like, choosing what to pitch, how to pitch it, when to pitch it? Yeah, it kind of depends just, you know, how the at-bat went. But What about a knuckleball? We get a knuckleball in Ooh. there? I wish. We actually got a teammate that throws pretty dang good knuckleball. Wow, a little Wakefield. Yeah, Wakefield's boy. Wakefield. Didn't they have that reality show? Remember, they were trying to find the next great knuckleballer. This is a real deal. Really? Before they, had other, they had other professional athletes. After Wake, I think Wakefield was the reason. Before or after Million Dollar Arm. So it was before Million Dollar Arm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After Wakefield had his success. Yeah. Because I was watching, I think it was other celebrities or athletes, like retired athletes. Trying to do it. They were trying to pitch or teach them how to pitch the knuckleball. And there was only like one or two of them that could do it. And then they got an actual tryout, I think. And none of them made it, guys. You know, right. so hard. Didn't have the consistency. <laughs> Got to be pretty to consistent. Yeah. yeah, it's not an easy pitch to throw. Is that what we're talking about? I mean, the thing with the knuckleball is uh, the person throwing it doesn't even know where it's going, so it just kind of goes wherever it wants to go. How about when you're hitting? You're a lefty hitter or both sides? Lefty. Of- so you want to hit against a righty pitcher or a lefty pitcher? I'd rather hit against a righty. Mm. What do you think about that new rule? You can't slide over no more. You should, you should probably like that rule. The shift rule. Yeah, I like it. It's at, it's not in the uh, college level yet, but it's in the bigs. Are they shipped yep. against you? Uh, not really. Surprisingly, they're gonna attack. Well, when you're fucking going up the other double, way, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. How, how can they shift against you? Yeah, I guess that's true. We we was talking, and I was saying it can't be that fucking hard 
to hit the ball left if everybody is yes. over here. As a left-handed hitter, can you explain to us how hard it is to for more not context, pull the ball? For more context, Brady, yeah. whenever they change the rule that teams are no longer allowed to shift over, those of us who are not baseball people, mm-hmm. they showed us an aerial shot of what the defense looked like yeah. and everybody's over here. And we, as a sport, go where they're not is like, Hey, just fucking hit. There it was. That was Boom. the actual yeah. photo. Yeah. Go left. So I'm not a big baseball guy. Just, okay, pal. Just all you got to fucking do is just put it. Not easy to do that, I guess. And is that something you, I guess you do have the ability to do because you want oppo for the double, double mm-hmm. I believe. Just out there. Slap the ball is the that just way. some people have it, some people don't? It's, I mean, pulling the ball is just a natural thing to do. So especially these big lefty power hitters, you know, a lot of them don't work on hitting the ball the other way. So it's kind of just something you got to, Learn to do, but you're a, a better hitter like or pitcher, you'd say. What was that? Better hitter or pitcher? Definitely a better hitter. Let's go, dude. Yeah. Is baseball coach are still the same. We still fucking dipping in fucking seeds or what? Uh, you guys probably can't, no. can you? No, probably zinning. You're not allowed to. If they see a, a can in the dugout, yeah, you get suspended. Are you allowed to zin? No zinning. Nothing. Oh, really? Wow. So it's the nicotine that is the problem, not the tobacco. We've learned that now. Right, I guess. That is what that rule is. I don't like that. Just you're a fifth-year senior, though. Like, you're not grandfathered in. You could just be like, hey, I was chawing at St. Catherine. Like, I've got to be able to chaw here. I don't I think. Mean, look how handsome this guy yeah, is. Yeah, uh, California, you know I mean? too. He's a handsome fellow right there. How's the team? We got a good team. You're new there. You got hurt for a couple of weeks. Was it hard to adjust to a brand-new team? Or how, how is the kind of the camaraderie behind the fiends? I think the team's great. Uh, we should be pretty good this year. I think the bigger adjustment was adjusting just the weather and you know everything out here, you know, being cold. Body sore. Yeah. Get sore more. What was that? You get a little sore more because it's colder. Yeah, it's harder to get warmed up. But when you do, you're fucking hitting everybody. Yep. <laughs> Going everywhere. Who are we playing today? Ohio Dominican. Oh, let's beat the shit out they of them. They suck. This team doesn't even know what baseball is, right? Are they a good team? Do we know? Do we do we do film study on every team? How much uh, prep is there for every single team in college baseball? For weekend games, we do a little bit more. I have no, no idea how this team is. You don't even know who's pitching to you right now? Don't I have no idea. Know. Okay, sick. All right, so what is something that's like uh, that'd be good for a, a base, college baseball D2 game? Like a, a tr- How many times do you go to bat tonight? Probably like four or five. Four or five times? Yeah. Okay, so two hits, right? Yeah. One hit? Yeah. Two for yeah. would be real good. Two hits? Two for four, two for five would be, I mean, one for four is fine. You know, you get a couple ribbies maybe. All right, so two hits. You want, yeah, you want one? What do we got to do? No, three mm. hits. Three hits? Three hits. No way. Are you kidding me? These he dudes the can't hit a ball. Time. First ballot. If he he's a, I looked up, he's got a great batting average, 315. Oh, he can hit the ball. Is, whoa, great. 315 is really good. So that's three out of five would be Three 60%. out of five. He can do it. Yeah, but he's. He's that's baseball. He can do it. Law of averages said. I mean, he ju- you just went. How many at bats did you get in the cycle game? Four. Okay, so <laughs> you go four four. go four four. You know, law of averages said. And this pitcher is going to be pumped to pitch against you for yeah. sure. You've been on Sports Center. You've been sure. everywhere. You're, showing You're about to get the best pitch. shit here. It You're- might be a home run the first pitch. Whoa. Okay, you hit a home run. Winner automatically. Right. Mm-hmm. You go. Uh, what about on base percentage of five? Huh? Three. Hmm. They might pitch around him a little bit yeah. as well. Yeah, intentional walk. They got first base. We don't want. Open. We don't want to make him reach out of the zone. Oh, you you either go two two for whatever or hit a triple or better, <laughs> double triple? or better, double double, double or better, yeah. extra base hit. Yeah. Okay. So all right. So you got to hit a double or better, mm-hmm. a home run, or go two four. Okay. Okay. There it is. Okay. Yeah. All right. You got all the different cycle again. And you'll boom. Okay. 
Now there's the thing. So if you do that, if you do what we laid out there, the double or better home run or two four or whatever if it's singles, we'll give you you'll get uh five thousand bucks. Okay? Boom. Ten thousand bucks, ten thousand bucks, ten thousand bucks. You do you do the cycle yeah. again. That would be $50,000 you do that. We'll give you 50 because that's like and out of your control, too. I mean, that's like oh, part yeah, out of your control. Sure. I mean, you saw the one he had, like, on the triple, two guys in the gap. One of them dives, you know, I mean. Like, that, you have prompt. to get lucky for this as yeah. well. So uh-huh. it'd be like lottery. Okay, so if you do that again, all right, yeah, man, we'll give you a hundred grand. <laughs> give you a hundred grand. We'll give you ten grand if you do the double or better home run or two four. And then we'll also give ten people uh, five hundred dollars if he does the 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 lesser. Yeah, yes, right. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. If he hits for a cycle, cycle, there are <laughs> ten winners today. I'm sorry. No, yeah, I think there should be. I think there should be. 25 winners, <laughs> 25 winners, $500 if he hits for the cycle, yeah. So 25, $500 winner, uh, $500 winners if he hits for the cycle. All you're going to have to do is just quote tweet this video right here <laughs> uh, and say something nice to Brady fucking wear. Yeah. Yeah. Just a nice thank you and put the most efficient way to pay you. And then if you do that other one, we'll give 10 people $500. Nonetheless, we can't thank you enough for joining us. You you're missing batting practice, so that helps us out. Yeah, yeah. pretty sure. We're not going to have to give mm-hmm. money, but the people obviously are excited to watch you. And even if you go O for your next 100, you've already done something that nobody's ever done before. You should be incredibly proud here in Indiana, pal. Yeah. Thank you, guys. It's been awesome to be on the show. So do you have another year still if you want it? I don't. COVID? This is it. Really? I thought COVID, you just get like a bonus year. I already got the bonus year, so this is my fifth year of playing. What if you, oh, got, really? what if you got like a master's or something? That's what I'm doing right now, actually, getting my master's. And what? Teaching. Hell oh, really? Yeah. You're going to be a teacher? That's the hope. Holy hell. What, uh, mathematics? Uh, math or business. Okay. Hell yeah. Let's go. Creating business, people. What a star. Brady Ware, good luck with everything, dude. You're going to have success no matter what you do, I think. You're incredibly cool looking. And the composure to have, no matter what level you're on, knowing that history is on your shoulders and on the next swing, to be able to pull through in that moment... Legendary pal. Ladies and gentlemen, Brady Ware. Welcome back to the program here on this glorious NBA play in Tuesday. Let's go. April 11th, 2023. We can't thank you enough for joining us here on this glorious day. The weather's amazing here in Indianapolis. Nice out. Hey, it's happened. I mean, you were pushing a car about a mile in it. I mean, (laughs) imagine if it was that weather like a week or two ago. I hope everybody's enjoying the hell out of, I think, spring being sprung. Now, Uh here in Indiana, I believe there's some storms coming this weekend. Normally, storms mean a different front is coming into town and trying to beat the fuck out of the last front that was in town Mm -hmm. current front that's in town warm will that storm bring cold air we shall see i hope not it is amazing life is better when the sun is out Mm -hmm. life is better when things are happening in the league that we talk about most speaking of things happening the brand new lions have made a trade with the atlanta falcons the atlanta falcons have traded a fifth round pick that they got from jacksonville in the calvin ridley trade if you do recall calvin ridley great wide receiver now a member of the jacksonville jaguars only going to make them better the pick that Atlanta got in return. They are sending to Detroit for Jeff Okuda. If you do remember, third overall pick out of Ohio State. He had that drill that they did at Combine where his hips appeared to be like a, yeah, like, a uh, like double-jointed almost. Mm-hmm. He was sprinting backwards on a straight line, flipping his hips. He went to Detroit. Obviously, fifth-year option remaining to be decided upon. They have until May 1st. Quick math. 
19 days or so. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So they got to see what he's like in these OTAs, if they like him as yeah. a person, or if they're already just committing to paying him $11.5 million for the fifth-year option that comes. Jeff Okuda, how is he as a player? There's other reports coming out that both sides feel like this is a win-win, including Okuda, who's uh, got a brand-new start maybe because it didn't work in Detroit. Is that what happened back there for uh, for Okuda and the Detroit Lions? Yeah, um, I think this is a great fit for him in Atlanta, though. Um, A.J. Terrell is a, Real another really good dog mm-hmm. that's down there. Um but it also says that they're not sure about the group that they have in Atlanta. So I'm eager to see. But this kid here can play football. He got really good hips. Um, he can work on his ball skills a little bit. That would be the only knock that I have on him. Um, he don't track the ball really that good. But he plays really what good. What does that mean? Like Track, track the ball. Like uh, I'm playing man-to-man and you throw a deep ball. And I'm right there on the play and I miss the fucking ball. Got it. Uh, you, got, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a lot of guys that – Play really good until the ball is in the air. That's called tracking the ball. Um, I do it really good because I played punt return also. But it's some guys that can get out there that can fucking be in the perfect position, and when the ball is thrown, they get clumsy. You get what I'm saying? So, yeah, because that you would seem though you would think that'd be fixable because at least they're in the spot. Yeah, like there's people that aren't in the spot. Okay, they got cooked. Probably not going to be able to do it. All but right. if you're in the spot and you're just missing the ball, you would seem you can work on that. Is that something you can get better at? Well, yeah, I think you can get better at it, or you just play the hands. You know, um, some people can't go up and catch the ball as far as interception. So you have to be making sure you're good in your technique, swipe through the arms and get the ball down. But he's a good player. I'm not taking nothing um, from him. I, I just different think, styles of play, though. Yeah, I mean, different just... style of play. He he played really good at the line too. And it makes they they added Cam Sutton from the Steelers. They added Emmanuel Mosley from the Niners. They're mocked to probably take one of the top corners at, at six. It's, it's not a super surprising. Artie but, Smith, huh? Saying, yeah, hey, yeah. we need to kind of yeah. gear up on the back end. There. Well, and they added Jesse Bates too. So yeah. if there's anything that can they help did, a corner yes. more, right. he, he got an unbelievable safety. Not a lot of great. Uh, I don't want to take shots at anybody. Is that? Not a lot of great quarterbacks down there in the South. No, you know what no, I mean? no so not at all. In the NFC South, if you, you have a great defense, you can – what's that? I think you can safely say that. Yeah, yeah. but I don't yeah. want anybody to take any offense. You know, Derek Carr might be a reborn guy down in the right. bottom. Right. Right. What? what? I've been watching your honor, you know, down yeah. there. Uh-huh. Hey, New Orleans is a wild place. Yeah. Don't fuck yeah. Derek Carr is our quarterback now. Good That's luck right. down there. Hope he does well. But the NFC South is certainly a massive question mark. Right. Yeah. If you have a stout defense, which it sounds like they are – this is what we're we need to make our defense great. Mm-hmm. Not a bad decision against the weak offenses that seem like to be all around them. I mean that division was up for grabs yep. pretty much basically the whole season. And the Falcons After, came out. Yep. The Falcons were the on Falcons fucking, was winning the division. AQ was loving the Falcons pretty much every week early because the, the run season. game yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Exactly, and they had that rough I mean, yeah. in the pass for that kind great of Jared, against yeah. the Bucks. Yeah, bullshit. Change the rule. Yes, I'm potentially well, gonna change the rule. That and that is kind of believe. Artie Smith's offense is just you know Smash Mouth. So it makes sense. Like we kept saying, like, hey, go get Lamar. You guys need to get a quarterback, but. It, it looks like you know they're going all in on kind of defensively, and, and they're going to hope to win games at like seventeen nine or just I, I real know. quick though, Lamar on that offense. Oh still. yeah, Perfect. we are still very yeah. unbelievable. They allegedly completely out named another person starter. Have said they're yeah. not yeah. in Ritter, but we could still think about like what Lamar would look like in that offense. For those that don't know, if you haven't paid attention to Artie Smith's offense down in Atlanta, we only know this because in the trenches with AQ mm-hmm. Shipley, he was trying to have them on basically every single week yeah. alongside the Eagles and the Niners. That's right. That's the type of run game that they have in Atlanta. Very creative. They set up leverage, mm-hmm. can make holes. If you have playmakers, the offense can be efficient. I think that's probably how they're viewing it down there. We just need to know that on defense side, we can get stops when we need it. They're trying to build a winner down there quick. Artie Smith, we have to remember this. He could be a bazillionaire just laying down fat mm-hmm. in a yacht. Yeah. Lazy. Okay. Mm-hmm. He could be. 
He has chosen to sleep on couches, fix printers yep. at 5 a.m. in the morning, draw up cards because of his love and obsession with football or whatever. Feels like if he ever wanted to just back out of, he had more than enough chances to do that. Oh, yeah. Of course. He's going to win, I think. I think Artie's a guy that's going to win. Like, I think he's going to figure out how to win, I believe. And with that NFC South being so weak right now, no better time than now, which makes no sense why they're out on the Mars so hard. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why that's the yeah, case. they need a quarterback. They do, well, right? but 20- maybe Desmond's a guy. But still, I don't know he- why they're Heineke's just— Heineke's there? Yeah, Heineke is there, but it's one of those things where, like, you kind of have all the pieces together, and then if, like, week eight, you're just getting terrible quarterback play when you know you could have potentially went out and gotten Lamar. It's just like, well, fuck, what do we do now? We named this guy the starter. He's young. We paid Heineke. So it's like, are these the only two options we have? At this point, yeah, they are. Well, and then if Carolina goes and they do hit on whoever is the number one overall yeah. pick and there is just this new young stud in that division, like that changes the whole future for Atlanta, really, just because, okay, Ritter didn't work, so maybe they are you know, still competitive to Ty's point, like 17-9 games. They're going to win ball games. They're not, they're not going to be at one of those top spots and have a top 10 pick like they do this year. So Ritter might uh, be a guy. He yeah, definitely be. could be. Like, but I think the things that they did on defense showing that they're going to be top of this division. They went and got Jesse Bakes that they spend a whole lot of money on. They just went and got this kid here. They got A.J. Terrell. And then the front end, they are pretty got – they got some dogs mm-hmm. up yeah, there. Yeah, got Kalias Campbell. Yeah, yep, just signed. Tampa Bay, hmm, okay. Um, Carolina. Carolina, okay. Yeah. Saints, who the hell know what this guy going to do? We don't even know what yeah. the Saints are going to be. Derek so. Carr? Yeah, that guy right there. Oh, Derek. Uh, Derek's an okay <laughs> player. We know what happened. How much did he get? How much did he get? $100 million, $60 million guaranteed. Yeah, 60 guaranteed. Three. Think about that. Yes. Everybody's talking about. In comparison to Jimmy G, too. In comparison to Lamar. Yes. Just the conversations that are happening about Lamar. Derek could go win, though. Yeah, yeah Michael Thomas plays, too, again. Like if he Kamara, Tensum yep. Hill still in there. Olave. They got a defense. Saints have a good defense, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, Honey Badger. Right. Yeah. Cam. Lattimore. They got dogs in DeMar Mario Davis. Davis. Saints have a good defense. Yeah, yeah they do. Yeah, right, bro. The Saints fucking corners suck. They gave up more yards than any NFL team this year. I don't know what y'all talking about, man. Have y'all seen the Saints? <laughs> hey, y'all forgot? Have y'all forgot? Yeah, maybe. Saints, maybe. I'm just thinking of Cam. On the back end. Yeah, you know, Cam, Cam is on TV. Yeah. He's awesome. He's great. He's at the Pro Bowl giving great interviews. Demario Davis, he's a fucking dog. Daniel Pro Bowler. Absolute yeah. stud. And then I remember maybe it was last, maybe it was the year before last. Maybe. What? Where we were watching them maybe the year before that <laughs> is what been, you're saying? Yeah, could have mm-hmm. been. We were watching, we're like, hey, the Saints got a defense that could win a title. Yeah. yeah. You know, because in the playoffs late in the season, I know it's always a lot of the conversation is like, hey, this offense is humming, this offense is doing their thing, and there was a couple offenses that we saw get hot at the right time, Chiefs being one of them. Same with the fucking Niners when Brock Purdy got in there. It's like, hey, this offense has gotten hot, going to have to have a hot offense to win a Super Bowl. But what's kind of lost in the conversation is like, hey, that defense could win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Like, that defense looks like a defense that could win a Super Bowl. Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, whenever they went on that run, that defense got yeah. real good late. And yep. when it got real good late, not only did obviously uh, uh, Lombardi, Len- uh, Lenny, playoff Lenny yep. do well and the run game do well, their defense got hot. Rams defense got hot. It's like you, at one point, we thought the Saints had a defense yeah. that could go win a Super Bowl. I remember us having that conversation. So that's what I'm referring to. Now, if it was last year, they gave up, you said they gave up more yards than anybody in they the was, NFL? They was allowing like 330 last year, a game. 
What's they, that all about? They weren't. What do you think I don't that's all? That. What's that all about? Uh, we well, didn't talk shit about the no, Saints last year. It was seven on seven with the Saints last year. Oh, this ain't bad football team. Well, that's okay. what I'm saying on defense well, side. I got Derek Carr though. That's why we didn't really talk about it. Is because they were in it for the entire year because of how terrible the division was. Like the Bucks went eight and nine and went to the playoffs. It wasn't like there was one clear cut winner. I think it was week. 14 maybe, and there were a few teams, and they were all below 500, and mm-hmm. they all had, I don't know, pretty terrible records, but they were all still in it because of the fact that if there are a few things went wrong in those closing divisional games, they could have still went to the playoffs. We'd like to let the NFC South fans know that, hey, I understand the AFC South is weak too. Let's, yeah. Not, yeah. let's not get crazy. I lived in it. All right? mm-hmm. We understand that very much. Mm-hmm. But facts are the facts. That South division looked terrible. So bad. And I don't think anybody was taking a big leap. I guess Carolina Panthers with the entire coaching staff that they hired. Yeah. That's kind of got I upside. think the Saints quarterback situation got a lot better this year. I agree. Time four. Andy's, yeah. Andy Dalton's a great guy. Okay. He stunk at quarterback last year. They were not a good team. They I, weren't. I don't remember. Kamara, but I thought their Kamara, defense was good. Kamara was, was in and out. Like they were banged up on the old Michael line. Thomas Michael did not Thomas did not play. Nope. Their first round pick, I yeah, think, got Trent hurt. Penning. Yeah, he was out until mm-hmm. like the first then, eleven weeks. Yeah, they had a lot of injuries on the old line. A lot of injuries in the in the back. I don't know. The Lattimore was he healthy all year? There, there, there was a lot of injuries. In the when they trade CJ GJ before the before season. the season started, right before the season, started. he's on the lines yeah. now. And they added a dude from the Jets, Marcus May. I think yes, he was their best player on the Jet or on defense for the Jets two years ago. Foxy, how do you feel about the Lions sending Akuda out of town? He was a miss. They said yeah. it didn't work out. Number three overall, we're willing to admit didn't work out. Let's move on. He had a tough go. If you guys remember, the Lions, Matt Patricia, Bob Quinn, they trade Darius Slay and then draft this dude, thinking he's just going to fill big play. Slay's spot. Yeah, that didn't happen. His rookie year, he had a hamstring. So as a corner, you're fucked immediately. And then he tears his Achilles. Fans really, really, really wanted him to be good. He just wasn't. And everyone liked him. It just didn't work out. I think it's going to be better for him at the end. He got thrown into the fire immediately, too. I think they played the Packers. Devontae Adams right away. Yeah, Devontae Adams just absolutely. Rodgers picking on him big time. Big time. Welcome to football. That's a tough tag team to have to stare down your first game. Matt Patricia, we do know as a defensive genius, uh, not that great of a head coach or offensive coordinator. He wasn't even a defensive genius in Detroit, I would say, either. But that's just me. That's just me. Well, he had that one play call. He did, he did have that he play did. call. Against the Seahawks, I seen it. He also has a legendary Radio Row visit. Yeah, yeah. one of the best ever. Of yeah. all time? Yep. He was awesome. I don't know how he got in there. Me neither. It's unbelievable. He's just so recognizable, I guess. But normally that does not matter in those places that are locked down. He forgot his ID. He forgot yep. his ID. His oh, ID, geez. his wallet. Didn't have his ID. He's- he was sweating so bad. Gave us a great interview. He though. did. Great interview. Really? He was right in the middle of watching film, came over, did the whole thing in a frantic, went back to watching film. He Especially was, that day. Film? As, long as, you didn't get a, as long as you didn't fucking sucker punch Ty on the side of the head, it was going to be a great interview. <laughs> Drew Brees he allegedly did. did that to yep. Ty on his way out of the radio room interview. We were on mm-hmm. the tiny little desk. Well. Nonetheless, I fucking hope the Saints get better, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. For the good of New Orleans. That's mm-hmm. right. And also, congrats to the Falcons and to the Lions making a deal that it seems like all parties are happy. I forgot that he was drafted from the previous regime. Yep. yep. That is an even added wrinkle. Like, oh, yeah. Get him out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Did we do this? No. Didn't think so. Has he played well? No, mm-hmm. he has potential. All right. Fifth round. See ya. We'll take mm-hmm. it. That's the same GM. He's probably not trading him. He's holding on to him. He's saying, hey, I still see what I saw in you whenever I took you number three overall. So that adds into it. Everybody's yeah. happy. Good luck to all parties. Last year was his best year, by the way. So he did have a good season last year. He kind of smarked there. Huh? Yeah. That's the oh, answer. A little bit happy. of a smark from Okuda. What do you think that means, Pac? He's happy. Um, 
But not doesn't want to be too visible, doesn't want to rub it in the faces yeah. of Detroit Lions mm-hmm. fans? Is that what it is, you think? A little bit of a smirk. That option yeah, they get picked laughing. up back. You know how it go. Uh, y'all didn't pick up that option. Yeah. Okay. So he's going to be a free no, agent? That, that's personal. Like, you trade me or put me in the, however it goes, and then you, you obviously you wasn't willing to pick up the option. Yeah. Previous GM drafted him. He had to know. I mean, this is just – that's the way football goes. That's the way any business goes whenever a new person in power normally takes over. They kind of have their vision of things, and you were the vision of the past that didn't work, which is why the new vision's there. Okuda will hopefully have a great season and a great career down in Atlanta, and I assume they'll pick up his fifth-year option in the next week mm. or so, maybe on a restructured contract for whatever they yeah. – to prove – whatever the case. They're investing on defense side of the ball. Uh, there is a photo now of uh, Patrick Mahomes, Trey Lance, and UCLA quarterback Dante Moore uh, training. And nobody really talked about the fact that Patrick Mahomes and Trey Lance are training. And that has to be good news for Trey Lance. And we saw some videos come out from a workout where they were both just slowing absolute seeds. Only thing being talked about here to exceed all expectations, Jim, is – that that throw is fantastic in the middle. Yep, great. Patrick Mahomes looks really cool, tucked in shirt into yep. workout shorts. Absolutely. And Trey Lance appears to be in great shape, and that's the first time we've all seen his hairline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what the internet said. That's yeah. not what I said. I'm just telling you that's what the internet said. And then I have to, like, re-go back through my head. I'm like, always see him in hats. Always. Always see him in hats. Looks great in ball caps. He's yes. got to do what he's got to do, but I want to let everybody know on the internet know it was rude the way you guys – all reacted to this photo at the same time. Mm-hmm. The entire internet, okay? People that feel this way about things on the internet, people that feel this way about things on the internet, all came together and had the same reaction. That's the first time we've seen his whole fucking face and head before. Jesus. And I would like to let everybody know that was rude. And Trey Lance, you look like you're fucking getting after it, and everybody that's a fan of yours is pumped about it. And I think that needs to be reiterated a little bit there, Connor. Yeah, it really is kind of hard to think back when there's been a guy who's been a top three pick who's been down worse than Trey Lance right now. Because could you imagine finally? Could have just got traded for a fifth round pick. (laughs) Yeah, but at least the entire internet isn't cooking them. I mean, could you imagine finally? You're true, but finally you get some, you know, clips out, some highlights. You're working with Pat Mahomes, and the only thing that can be talked about is Jesus Christ, this guy should shave his head right now. Oh my God, Connor! I didn't say that. I'm saying that's what the people. I mean, how old is he? Like 21? Yeah, he's young. Oh, he need to shave it. Yeah. Yeah. He, no, no. He needs to get the uh, yeah, Urlacher. That's right. Here. They have ways to fix this now. I don't. I don't know if anyone oh, yeah. can fix it. Dion got it. Yeah, they have ways yeah. to fix this. They do. They have ways to fix it. Trey, do whatever you got to do, or just keep rocking it. Yeah. You know, like uh, Von Miller just has what that that the triangle uh, yeah. that signifies that's infinite. the Dallas thing, though. You know, they wear it back there in the back. What's that? That's a Dallas. What Von got? You like said a hairstyle. Everybody in Dallas wears it. You know who? Yeah. You know, who I think started that. I believe it was a Ronaldo, Brazil. Oh. He did have. He had like just the circle on the back of his head for the World Cup, I think. Or maybe just the front he had. Hell no. He just had a patch. I thought it was on the front. <laughs> no, Pat. Hell no. Yeah, yeah. Wait till you see this guy. I don't remember which Ronaldo it was. It was, there was a few Ronaldos. I did. It was one yep. messed up. Pat, in Texas, they wear like, it'd be thick back there too. Like they wear their whole head shaved. And grow out like a little afro patch back here in the back. Yeah, that's the shag right there. Is it awesome? Is that what it's called? The shag. Yeah. Yeah. The shag? Yeah. Trey Lance should do that on the front of his head. Trey, what are we doing? Yeah, there it was. That was that was the opposite of the shag. I guess that would be the uh That's awesome. You remember when James Conner had the haircut that yeah. I had to get? Oh yeah, re- the That was that was a shag too. Yeah, he it was like a mullet it. though. It was like a it was almost like a fade yeah. to a mullet. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't bald though. It was kinda like faded still up here a little bit, right? 
Yeah, and but then he credited it as like a Dallas Shag thing. Okay, so Ronaldo, you think, win. just said, give me the opposite of the Dallas Shag? <laughs> yeah, and that's what Trey Lance should do. Shag. That's a Brazilian Shag. Yeah. The Dallas Shag goes in the back door, the back of the head there. Yep. The Brazilian Shag right there on the forehead. That's right. Okay, makes sense. I know I'll, someone. There's someone else with a Dallas Shag right now. Oh, yeah, Gumpy. <laughs> there, that's he does. Oh. Yeah, he does. Yeah, Kyle Cascord. That's right. Yeah. Oh, Kyle <laughs> Looks Gump. good, too. He does. He does look unbelievable. Your hair is awesome. Your hair. How long have you been if, growing it? If if my hair did that, I would cut my hair. To the Dallas Shag? Yeah, something. So, like, Hulk Hogan had that, too. Now that we're starting to get into it, right. oh. Hulk Hogan had the, the skullet where it's mm-hmm. top knot. It was bald on the top, and then down <laughs> around the sides, obviously, Jefferson, boom, like this. Like Brett Michaels. And then he grew it out and mm-hmm. grew a full mullet out there. But Hogan always had his thing on. Yeah, that's because that was all bald up there. It oh, was yeah, like, brother. Boom. Boom. Bam. A little bit of a scarlet there. And that was not fake hair. Is that what you were going to say? <laughs> Do not say. That was disgusting. Come that on. Is, that was no, disgusting. It's not. That shit ain't real. That is, God that is real. Yeah. That right yeah. there is real. Ty, 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 Ty tell him that's real. Too. Don't you dare come at my hair, brother. It was paid for. I will no. take you, Dad, if you think, Pac-Man, that this isn't real hair. How much? I got news for you, brother. <laughs> that's right. Uh-huh. I'm happy he got to say that. Yeah. Because that needed to be said to you, Pac. That's right. He paid for it. Anyways, yeah, blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs> congratulations to everybody on all the haircuts that are out there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Live your best life, Trey. Right. Need to get one. Funny, funny side story. Uh, Pac saw that was on the sheet, and he was like, oh, I'll, just, I'll call what's his name in the middle. Who? Dante? Dante yeah. Moore. Oh, Dante is, is a, a dog. Absolutely dog. Yeah, dog, yeah, yeah. He can throw it anywhere, man. Um, he, Where's I he had from? A, he's from Detroit. Um, he was Detroit Player oh, of the yeah. Year. Um, I had a chance to play um, coach him on Cam Seven on Seventeen. Um, he was absolutely the truth. Like I don't even think during the whole season he might have had five incomplete balls. Damn! How many games during, in a season? Probably twenty-five games. <laughs> Jeez! <laughs> seven on seven, no He's problem. He's one of the best I've ever seen throw the ball. Like flat out throw the ball. He's the best I've ever seen as far as a high school kid. He's a freshman right now? Yeah, he's going to be a freshman. Um, is he going to start, I assume, there? Of course he's going to start. Because they just had uh, DTR. who? DTR, He was yeah. at the combine throwing. looked yeah. pretty good. So they go straight from DTR to in. Chip will start a yeah. freshman that could yeah. be electrifying, get into his offense. you think he's going to do damage over there? Yeah, I'm quite sure Dante Moore had every school in the country. He, he, he's not going Oh, anywhere. UCLA has an IL. Yeah. Good yeah. They paying the play. Hey, they see the all the L.A. kids going yeah. everywhere else, and UCLA's like, wait a minute, we got this guy. Let's go Beautiful ahead. campus. Yeah. Beautiful campus. Changing conferences while he's going to be there. Great weather. I mean, it's going to be long flights for those games, mm-hmm. but it's still going to be mm-hmm. primetime TV basically every single week. Good for him. Shout out to him. You were coaching in that? Uh, you, I just, you're coaching, you're now you're coaching too, right? Well, I'm not coaching right now. No, oh, you've seen Juni team. Yeah, I'm coaching the Little League Juni team four and five years this year. Yes. That Hell is yeah. awesome. How are you going to have them? Uh, are they going to have a uh, wristband or anything like that? Oh, yeah. Um, we'll be no huddle. Like, these kids are smart these days. I had a chance um, this Sunday to go out, you know what I mean, just work with them for a little bit, and I wanted to see how, how quick they can pick it up. And I can tell tell you this. We, we, we ran no huddle, literally, off a play of a card, like on the iPad. Hey, look, three over here, three over here. You're going to do this, you're going to do this. We're going to do this two times. The next time you're going to have them the ball, and then you're going to run. These kids picking up fast. So I'm eager to see Damn. how good we be at five-year-old this year. Hell, yeah. Peyton <laughs> was Peyton was coaching 
I, I don't know if it was his son or yeah, his. I think it was his son, and it was like seven year olds. Yeah, and they had twenty plays. Yeah, he was coaching. He had twenty plays. I got a picture sent to me from his dad that said, like, look at this asshole, pretty much. He didn't say that, but he was like, look at Peyton coaching his team. Had a flip on the thing, and he was actually had a mm -hmm. call-in place. Huh? It was like, these kids are going to take the game to a next level. Because <laughs> now is a man who needs no luck because he's won it all, hasn't he? <laughs> right? yeah. yes. He's won a college football national championship. Nope. Yeah. He's won a Super Bowl championship. But he's won a Ryder Cup championship. Well, oh, oh, fuck. <laughs> he didn't, huh? No, he didn't. No. That's on us. We've been mispronouncing his names for so long. Mm -hmm. He won at the Ryder Cup. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers. COVID survivor, father of 10, A.J. Hawk. Yeah. AJ. AJ. AJ, AJ, sorry the rest of the team couldn't show up for you there for that Ryder Cup championship. You got the win. Everybody else couldn't. That's a shame. And uh, obviously, I'd be upset if I were you because USA. 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 Uh, how are you doing, AJ? Did you get a chance to see this Brady Ware character? The guy was super humble. And he's got a game today at 3 o'clock. Was missing batting practice. Got a lot on the line. Could potentially earn himself $100,000 this afternoon. Hell yeah. So I was, I was on, uh, if he hits for a cycle again, he gets 100K personally. Mm -hmm. Yes. NIL deal. What are, the, what are the odds? you think uh, it's a good chance that he does that again? Well, remember, it started at like 15,000 and 25,000. And then as yeah. I was calculating the odds in my head, I'm like, but 100,000, I could have kept going. Mm -hmm. yeah. The amount of luck that has to happen to get a triple, I think, in baseball mm -hmm. is very fascinating. This one will be a nine-inning game, I guess. Yeah, right. Which is a little bit longer, so he'll get another at-bat, hopefully. Mm -hmm. But if he goes back-to-back -back cycles, that'd be quite a day. And maybe the next time Brady comes in, he does have a little drag yeah. alongside of him as he walks through the Thunderball court. He did say that uh, that was his first triple of the season. So chances, uh, I, I would say the chances of him hitting a cycle again are probably like one in a hundred trillion. But hey, first game back, though. Cra crazier things have happened. Hundred trillion. This would be a second game back. Yeah, yeah. this that would be. be uh, now I'm worried. Uh, like, what happens if the other pitcher saw this and then said, "Hey, look, I'm going to throw you meatballs." You just have to give me ten thousand dollars after you hit the cycle again. Oh, that would be interesting. That would be yeah. smart. Now I'm that that just crossed my mind because if I was the other pitcher, that's what I would probably reach out and do at ohio dominican that's right yeah but you think ohio dominican pitcher wants any of those stats to no. go against right. him no. they you know what they say about ohio dominican what though? They, say? they don't they don't care <laughs> <laughs> they don't care at all well said yep. you say that. all they care yep. about is changing their pocket allegedly Allegedly, that's no, no. Actually, that's what I've been told about Ohio Dominican. Yeah, quite a slanderous term. I'll be excited to see what the battle is. I, I, that pitcher probably does not want the guy that's been on Sports Center as a D two baseball player no. doing anything against him. Probably looking forward to it. The shit that's being talked by the Ohio Dominican teammates of the pitcher, mm, you know, yeah. that is going mm -hmm. again. This guy was on Sports Center. <laughs> uh -huh. This guy's a better pitcher than you, and also hit for the cycle. I mean, this is. If he gets a hitting, oh, oh man, oh, oh no, man. look out! Think about that, AJ. If we really if Ohio Dominican, probably some Ohio fucks on that team. If I had to guess, I assume maybe, yeah. So wait, this is a nine inning game, but some games are not nine innings. Yeah, they do double header seven inning, right? Yeah, Ty? Yep. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Whenever they play double headers, seven innings back to back, single game today, so it's nine inning fair. Same team there, they're playing double headers. Yeah. Hmm. MLB did that last couple I'm weeks. sure you can stream the game. It has to be like, you, be you got to be able to stream it. Yeah, you got to watch it on mute, though. You think the, the universe, yeah, the guy's a hater. The guy's a yes. big time hater. Yeah. 
They're going to call it a home run. Yeah. That's what he said. It's a fucking home run. Yeah. going to say fucking exit velo is off the charts. Put it off bubble. About. Somehow gets a whole slot piece of it. Yeah. Jesus. Pow. Gets a single. He was a big hater. Oh, trying he was double. Yeah, he was. I didn't, I didn't know if that's how people reacted to the video or not before. And, for, and I was, that was my first time listening. I had not heard it. I'd yeah. only watched that video. Mm-hmm. So as I'm listening, I'm like... I kind of, you can kind of tell how that guy feels about that guy. It's also possible that the video quality was so dog shit that he had no idea. Oh, they're calling uh, it a home. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, well, see I guess it? I yeah. can kind of see the ball. It's You're right. <laughs> so maybe that, the narrative was started in a bad way. Yeah. Okay. That's like when Corey Graves talks about me when I come out. Jeez Louise. I think I've always been nice to that guy. What's his deal? Yeah, what's it like when you when you and him run into each other backstage? We like, don't. You, guys have, you don't, right? They, yeah, keep, we, they keep you guys separated, don't they? Well, I've been separated from the entire company every single time mm-hmm. I've gone back over the last, like, you know, six, seven months or whatever. But, geez, I'm listening to some of the things. I'm like, wow, are you all right? I feel oh. like I've been. Yeah. I think it'd be very reasonable if you did see him to smack the taste out of his mouth, <laughs> just based on what he says over the airwaves. Just loud, too. It's like, man, you are actually mad right now, dude. That's crazy. That's interesting. That's a wild. Because then you start wondering, like, why he would be mad, and it's like, Oh, this dude's like one of the most confused people of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but whenever you hear him talk, it's like, yeah, this guy actually doesn't like me as I'm listening to it. I, that, that's kind of how I was listening to Brady. I'm like, Brady, it seems like this guy, this guy, not a believer in there. And then he gets to the final inning when he hits for the cycle and the guy goes, hey, he's done it. I'm like, mm-hmm. you want him over? Yep. Yeah, you, got, you got him, Brady, by the end of the game. No, the kid was smart. The kid was smart. He saw his opportunity. He knew, hey, this is, this is going to get played. This is going to get some national play. I need to have one of those like iconic calls, but... The kid had a little bit of the uh, boom goes the dynamite feel to it, as uh, the old classic internet clip from 15 years ago. He's working. Hey, he the is. kid's working. He's he trying is. to do his best. Speaking of working, Odell Beckham Jr. and Lamar Jackson probably going to be a thing, it feels like, at this point. Is that how you're reading the situation, A.J. Hawk? I would imagine. I mean, I'm sure you guys have gone over it, but why would OBJ go there? If not, obviously they gave him a great deal, but if he's not confident Lamar is there, would he have signed? You know, that's an interesting... That's an interesting dilemma because they gave him 15 million guaranteed. Yeah. And that's, you know, I think we're all incredibly pumped for Odell Beckham Jr. That means that the Ravens believe after what they seen at his workout out in Arizona that this is the same Odell Beckham Jr. that would have been a Super Bowl MVP if he would have been able to make it through the entire game. He obviously blows his knee out in the middle of it, which was devastating to watch. All of us that have followed the Odell Beckham Jr. story and have become a fan of his, I like that he's just one-on-one. And he's fucking electrifying. He is so good at the football. All of his teammates seem to love him. That is kind of the way it goes. Coming out of Cleveland, everybody assumed, like, oh, maybe his teammates don't love him. Stefanski, literally, as soon as he saw him uh, two weeks ago at the league meetings, he goes, oh, O's here? Goes up, daps him up. Mm-hmm. Obviously, him and Landry get along very well. Mm-hmm. Everybody else has spoke glowingly of him. Yep. For whatever reason, it just didn't work in Cleveland. He goes to Los Angeles. Everybody loves him. Sean McVay's feeding him the ball every single week. Cooper Cup and him were obviously a tag team that were fantastic, but he scored a touchdown every single fucking game in what Stafford and McVeigh were able to do with him? Will they be able to do that in Baltimore? They obviously understand that he can be a weapon still. He's their number one. How do you feel about it? I think he signs knowing that Lamar's going, but also $15 million being a number one again with a chance to prove it yet again that he is still Odell Beckham Jr. And I, I just, I don't know. Do you think it means Lamar deal is done in Odell Beckham Jr.'s eyes? Is that how you read it? No, I don't think the Lamar deal is done. I believe that he has to feel pretty confident that it will get done. I think that's why he went there. And obviously, it's a big deal that he gets 15 mil guaranteed. Hell yeah. He's, he's slotted in as number one guy mm-hmm. instantly from day one, which I don't know many other teams where that would happen. So there's a lot that goes into it. But yeah, does he, 
I mean, Odell still wants to win, though. He wants to win games. He wants to get balls thrown his way. Yeah, it's not good whenever you lose. And remember, the last time he was with this offense coordinator, had like 100-some targets mm -hmm. uh, through the season, first year in the Cleveland Browns organization, before Munkin left to go down and coach Georgia to a couple national championships. Now he's back in the NFL. Pac-Man, I don't know your relationship with OBJ or Odell Beckham Jr. What are your thoughts on them coming together? And do you think he thinks that the Lamar deal is definitely happening? Um, I think he thinks the Lamar deal is going to happen, but – this is a good deal for OBJ. Great. Let's talk about that. Unreal. What part of an agent does this play in? I don't know. I, uh, if, if, uh, I've seen the thing in the club where they was out having a great time. If 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 I was with Ben Lamar, I say, hey man, who did that deal? Because it's an unbelievable deal. He got a chance to make twenty million dollars. Nobody in free agency have got more money than him. Mm -hmm. Really, pretty much guaranteed. That's having played in the whole year. So, like, like, this is a big deal for Lamar. I mean, for OBJ. I think this is good, though. I do think it's been some talks between him and Lamar if I had to bet. Like, hey, look, I'm close to getting it done. Yeah, because Lamar's with him the night he signs and talks mm -hmm. to him beforehand. OBJ had to test the temperature, you would think. You yeah. yeah. test the temperature yeah. on your – are you going to sit out? People are saying you're sitting out a year. But maybe just – They did give maybe, the Jets – Go ahead. They did give the Jets another chance. So, like, is that on the other side? Is that, like – he just wanted to play with Rodgers more, even though that deal's not done yet. Or he's trying to get more money. Yeah, I think New I think he saw fifteen million and was like, "I'm going to be a number one." Yeah, to go get it. Snoop made the Pro Bowl last year. Right. Mm -hmm. Munkin is a guy that uses me in his offense. Mm -hmm. yep. Like, I don't know if the Lamar thing is necessarily as important to it all, but they were out together. They had to have talked, and it seems like it's great news for Ravens fans that Lamar's going to be back. Well, and you, we mentioned it yesterday, or you mentioned it, like how this is kind of the Ravens showing him that like they're willing to go all in, but isn't it also possible that this is still just like all this really does is extend their window maybe one to two. Like it's possible Lamar still just plays on the tag and then plays on the tag in and is still out the door. Like Odell's deal is, you know, yeah, there's the four void, void years on it or whatever, but it's still ostensibly like, like a one-year deal, so like, yeah. it's possible that you know this is kind of just like, hey, we'll we'll just extend our our window for a year or two here because we know that everything with Lamar is still kind of at the point of no return. And him reaching out to the Jets, it's like that does make sense. But also, if he could get that contract in a New York market, he probably knows like, hey, there's even more money if I can get the same exact deal. But Lamar's got to be pumped because would this kind of maybe lean him to come off whatever his number is just no. because incentive-wise he wouldn't no. feel better about the passing numbers no. with Odell? Hell no, Lamar not coming off his number. He was guaranteed. He, right. He yeah. might, might have told OBJ, hey, look, I'm going to go and play for this $43 million. Now, that that's might be in a conversation. Hey, look, we're going to go play one year, bro. No, the franchise? Yeah. Yeah, we'll just do one more year. Yeah. yeah. See how it goes. And if we win, the Boom. next deal is going to be big for both of us. Or Joining us now is a man who I assume has at least an opinion or two on this and also can break down the entire NBA playoffs that are about to take place starting tonight. Here we go. He's in two Hall of Fames, probably going to be in three after his most recent book. Got your number. Ty Schmidt has read. I have, yeah. Not the whole thing, but it, it is in my bathroom sitting right there, and I read about probably like 75 pages. I've seen day. on the internet, though. A lot of people got this book. Mm -hmm. Greeny had to say, hey, get it at Barnes & Noble. It's it's go flying off the shelves everywhere. This is the easiest way to get it and the quickest way to get it. Smashing success. Going to be in a writing hall of fame at some point, we assume. Before this, he just wrote fucking novels. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Greenberg. Yay! Yay! Hello, boys. Well, I, it was all you, McAfee. I mean, the book came out on a Tuesday, and it was doing all right, and then it came on here on Wednesday, and the next thing I know, Amazon doesn't have any more copies. So 
I think this is all you guys more than anything else. Hey, we're lucky to be a part of it. Obviously, you've been a massive piece of our entire journey here, allowing me on your show. If we did a little bit, now I'm not saying that we are necessarily the readers program, but (laughs) we did have a book club that I believe was second in size Mm -hmm. behind Oprah at one point through Mr. Aaron Rodgers. We were a part of it. Some of those books have gotten taken off the desk because they were taking up so much space and they're so damn big so that we could make room. Ladies and gentlemen, for the new staple of the desk, Greeny. Hell yeah. Gotcha. I love it. You didn't sign it, say. though, which is fascinating. Yeah, uh, you kind of messed I saw up. you signing a bunch of them. Now, I get a lot of books from a lot of people. You know, people are very nice. Mm-hmm. They send these books in. They say, Dear Pat, hope this is the first one you read. Thanks to the boys for all the support. Autograph on it. Well, I think that's probably the one that the publisher sent you. I have one headed to your... Oh! oh. You will see... That might might look a little different. But here's the only thing I'll say. The two places I really wanted this book to be were the Pat McAfee desk Hell yeah. and Ty Schmidt's bathroom. Hell yeah. So if I made it to both of those places, then I feel like this has been everything that I was hoping it would be. I got one more for you, Greeny. Okay? Yeah. We also officially beat COVID. So <laughs> I had a memo was put out yesterday. Okay, not me. This is not me. This is not Greeny. This is not anybody. I seen it on the internet. Might have been fake. The White House says COVID's dead. Huh. Greeny is on this desk and in tie shitter. Mm-hmm. What a time. Well, this is the greatest go. Tuesday of all Here time. We Here we go, Greeny. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I feel like I played a small role in this one as well. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, Greeny, thank you for joining us. We were just talking about the Lamar Odell Beckham Jr. situation. $15 million guaranteed is obviously an incredible deal for Odell. We're happy. The last time he was with Munkin, he had great success in Cleveland. Is this, uh, hey, he thinks Lamar's going to be around, that deal's going to get done? Or do you think he's just like, this is a great situation for Odell Beckham Jr. and a team that's very good? I don't understand it. That's why I was actually enjoying while I was on hold listening to you guys and Pac-Man breaking this down because, look, let's just I'm, – I'm not the smartest guy in the world. Well, I, I just, pretty close. Well, I can read the things that people write. So the last thing we heard from Lamar okay. Jackson was, thank you, everybody in Baltimore. I will always love you. Goodbye. That's the last mm-hmm. thing we heard from Lamar Jackson. Then the next thing that I saw when they signed Odell was, look who we got. So he's still considering himself part of we – Everyone I've oh. had on Get Up the last couple of days says uh, that they they do not believe that Odell would have gone to Baltimore without some assurance from Lamar that he was coming back. Here's the only thing I will say. I cannot believe that the entire National Football League is going to let Lamar Jackson be available and never make any move at it. We have one big benchmark to come. It's two weeks from Thursday, and someone is not going to get the quarterback they want. Like Mel Kuyper is now projecting Tennessee to go trade up and get Baltimore, uh, excuse me, and get um, uh, Anthony Anthony Richardson. Richardson. You're going to trade up and get Anthony Richardson, who, if everything goes perfectly in two years, will be three quarters as good as Lamar Jackson has been. Someone (laughs) explain that to me. Why would you're going to have to trade up eight spots? You're going to give up just about as much as it would cost you to trade. for Greeny. Yeah, but Greeny, that GM, that GM, right? drafted that gm saw it this is a brand new gm right their vision their team they build it you know i think that's kind of something that some of these new gms potentially think about too greeny don't you think right no those are stupid things to think about they should only be thinking about <laughs> humans, the though, really humans, good ones. humans the, egos. these humans 
Their job is to figure out the best way to win. There has never been a player like Lamar Jackson, which is to say there has never been a quarterback who hasn't even entered his prime of his caliber who was suddenly available. Hendon Hooker is going to be a first-round pick in this draft in two and a half weeks. Hendon Hooker is 25 in January. He'll be 26. Lamar Jackson is 26. (laughs) This doesn't make any sense to me. And I keep coming back to your Colts, and we talked about this the last time I was on here with you guys. The Colts and Mel's latest mock draft are going to take Will Levis. Will Levis is the ultimate roll of the dice. Maybe he winds up being terrific. We'll see. But there is no certainty in that whatsoever. They could sit tight at four and take him. Most of the, like when we did, I did a, I'll tell you guys a quick story. We did a, a, a five hour Zoom last Thursday. It was me, Booger, Mel, Lewis Riddick, Susie Culber, and all of the staff, everyone from the production team of doing the, the NFL draft. We did our own mock draft, meaning everyone sort of selected players. Will Levis went 16th in that. All of a sudden, the Colts are going to take him four oh, because man. the three guys everybody wants are already gone. That doesn't make any sense to me at all. That feels like such a randomness of, of allowing. Well, who was in there? Who was in there? Who was in there? Booger, I heard. Lewis Riddick. The, the people who host the draft. So it was Lewis Riddick, Booger McFarland, Whoa. Mel Kuyper. Uh, Susie Culber and me. That, that's that's who is does 16. the draft on ESPN. And yeah. Will Levis wound up going sixteen yeah. in in that. So so fourth round, fourth round yeah, of I your guys' draft. Zoom. In in theory, I mean, it was a mock draft. It wasn't a fantasy draft. It's a mock draft. But you understand what I'm saying. He he is at best a mid first round player in an in a real universe where we didn't overvalue quarterbacks to the degree that we do now. He probably wouldn't even go in the first round. There were so many questions about him. And yet the Colts, the Colts are going to build their future around him when Lamar freaking Jackson is sitting there available for probably not much more than it would cost you to trade up in this draft and some money. You're making a lot of I, I sense. I don't Brady. understand it at all. Yeah, well, Will Levis, just to be clear, if he becomes an Indianapolis Colt, Pumped your hair, pal. Yeah. yeah. He's jacked. jocked. He's so jocked. He's so jocked. With so that being jacked. said, Lamar Jackson uh, is a cult. Fucking ecstatic that, that you're here. That'd be cool. Are, are, you, are you aware, by the way, of Will Levis's um, mayonnaise. eating yeah. quirks? Yes, he puts mayonnaise in his coffee and eats bananas with the peel on them. Yeah, he's a That's unique questionable. Yeah. He's, a, he's, a, yeah. he's an independent. Yeah. yeah, he's an anomaly. He, right. he doesn't let Disgusting. people tell him what to do. Nope. It might taste like shit, know. sure. But he's not letting somebody else... Tell him how to eat his banana. Exactly. He's not letting him. Isn't, isn't decision-making one of the most important characteristics in a, in a, in a successful mm. quarterback? Are we happy with the decisions he's making <laughs> when it comes there? All right, let's get back to the serious of the business of this. I don't understand Pac-Man. I was enjoying listening to your analysis of this as I was waiting to come on. Has Lamar Jackson told Odell, I will be there this year? That's what I can't find out. I know they went out Sunday night. I know he posted the screenshot of the FaceTime. Has he told Odell, I will be there with you this year? I'm Why don't you ask man. him, Green? I'm a bad man. He told Odell that he's going to be there. One year, though. Yeah. Then how does that year. work? He's going to play on the franchise tag? One year. Guys, come on. You guys all play in the NFL. Lamar Jackson cannot Greeny, play on the Greeny, franchise tag. Greeny, we, yeah. he cannot sit out a whole year, Greeny. Yeah. He cannot he, do he that, He can Greeny. force his way out of his situation. I mean, he, he cannot allow himself I guess he to could, but he's on, that, his, on that tag. Greeny, he's been trying to force his way out the whole time. It yeah. hasn't worked. 
And he's not that type of guy. Like, he would have to be a full-blown asshole to force his way out of there. He would have to show up and make it uncomfortable, which I think is, like, completely against his nature. Like, mm-hmm. I, Or he could just take it all the way out of the limit. If he doesn't sign the franchise tag, they can't do anything to him. He doesn't have to show up and pretend but then he has to, to have a hamstring. That's what we're saying. He though. could they, just they, tell they, those guys they're not going to play. But eventually, they wouldn't trade him rather than just keep him there and get absolutely nothing. Just have, The Ravens would rather have him sit out the season than trade him for multiple players or draft picks or anything they could get for him? Le'Veon Bell tried it. They it did not work. work. But, yeah. but Le'Veon Bell, different position. But, like, my thought is, though, he sits out. They can franchise tag him one more time, right? Exactly. Yeah. Next year, like this one, like, how if he sits out, what if does that mean? If he sits out, he doesn't even accrue his year. And, look, you guys know this better. You guys who played all those years in the NFL, you know far better than I do the no, value of accruing your year. In theory, they could make him sit out for the rest of his life. They could create a situation where they could say, Lamar, if you want to play professional football for a living, then this is the only place you're going to do it. But what kind of move would that be? To make? At the end of the day, we live in a sports world now where guys want out, they get out. Aaron Rodgers wants out of Green Bay. He's well, getting out. They want Russell Wilson wanted out of Seattle. He gets out. How do the Ravens not well, let Lamar out if he goes that far? All those situations are different because they had younger guys that was groomed and ready to go. Baltimore don't want out. No, I understand that. I mean, because they're not ridiculously stupid, as everyone else in the league seems to be, because they have the op- the option of keeping Lamar Jackson at a reasonable rate. So does every other team in the National Football League. Look, if he's going to play on the franchise tag, then Pac-Man, help me. Why wouldn't he just take the best deal he can get on the open market? If he just took the the all of the provisions off, if he took all the guaranteed stuff off the table, you're telling me Atlanta, Indianapolis, some of these other teams wouldn't be calling immediately and trying to figure out a way to make a deal with him, and then once they did, making a trade with the Ravens? I think the part with the agent, that has something to do with that part. Um, that's what I answered. Yeah, it's like it's a very fascinating yeah. situation because, like, Lamar representing himself, not that uh, something great might still come from all this. Yeah. yeah. We have no idea, and deadlines mm-hmm. obviously create action and things will happen and all that type of stuff. But he is kind of fucked. Oh, yeah. If yeah. Baltimore wants it to be that way. And to Pac Man's point, like, the reason why the Aaron Rodgers thing is happening, why we all know it's happening, why Joe Douglas can be a little boozed up. Mm-hmm. Right. Say, He's going to be here. Okay. Right there at uh, WFAN event or whatever, is because Green Bay has acknowledged and admitted. Remember, Mark Murphy said publicly, uh, do you see, he was asked, great question, do you see Aaron being back with the Packers? He said, if everything we want to happen doesn't happen, then maybe. Right. It was like, right. okay, so at that moment, the Packers are like, we're moving on, Aaron's moving on, and the Jets are like that. It's just a whole different, the Baltimore situation, 2,000% sure that he was going to be a Raven, said Harbaugh at a press conference at the end of the year. And then now we're learning that there was a request for a trade at one point, and now it's this whole thing. They signed Odell to $15 million. That's a lot of money, mm-hmm. but they're obviously spacing it out over five years. They signed Roquan. They signed other people. It's like, uh, and he said goodbye. We, I mean, it's mm-hmm. a, that's a weird dynamic that we'll be talking about for a long time, and I don't want to spend all day talking about it. Let's talk about the Aaron Rodgers situation. I guess A.J. would know more than both of us. A.J., what do you know about the situation where it is currently, and when's it going to happen? Uh, I have no idea. I've always assumed that it's going to happen sometime around the draft, right? Is that what you think, Greeny? Yes. Uh, here's what, and, and AJ, obviously, um, I would defer to anything you know, but I can tell you what I've heard. I've heard that Aaron has sent signals to the Jets that there's no reason for them to rush. 
that he's not coming until May anyway. So <laughs> it's not they're not missing out on anything right now. So they should hold out as long as it takes and that ultimately they won't wind up having to trade the 13th pick in the draft, which is what I think this ultimately comes down to. Again, if, if I'm saying something, AJ, that you think is totally wrong, let me know. AJ. But I think that this is all about the Jets wanting to, to draft an offensive tackle at 13 and Aaron Rodgers wanting them to draft an offensive tackle at 13, which I would want too if I was Aaron Rodgers. And they will just hold out until the draft and they think the Packers will eventually say, okay, We'll take slightly less than we want because we want pieces to put around or in front of Jordan Love this year, not wait until next year. Another interesting question that will come up, if I may, is I got a bunch of Jet fans telling me that they think that rather than taking an offensive lineman at that point, that the Jets should draft Jackson Smith and Jigba, the spectacular wide receiver coming out of Ohio State, who basically had a a washout of a year this past year because he was hurt all year, but that if you put him and Garrett Wilson on the field, with Aaron Rodgers and Alan Lazard, that you might actually have the best receiving core in the entire National Football League by halfway through the season. What and Brees Hall. Brees Hall, too. I mean, let's not. Brees Hall in the backfield, obviously. Michael Carter. Uzama? They would have unbelievable yeah, weapons. Uzama? They have and Tyler Conklin. Wow. But, but as, as far as the, dy- the, 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 the receiving core, if, if we think that um, uh, 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 the, the Jamar Chase and T. Higgins is the best receive- one-two punch at receiver in the NFL, that this could be recreating that, that putting Garrett Wilson and Jackson Smith and Jigba out there with Alan Lazard, that that would be the way to go. I'm still one who thinks they should take an offensive lineman, but that is kind of an attractive little proposition to me. Jackson won't be there, AJ. What are your thoughts on that? 13. I think he'll be there at 13. Big green. Yeah, I don't. I don't know exactly. I haven't seen checked enough mocks. I don't know yet. Maybe uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba will be there. He's a stud. I mean. I guess how many – I don't know. I don't know. There's so much talent on that offense already. Yeah, it would be a huge boost. Is that what but Aaron's also, saying? Is that what Aaron's saying to you? He's what saying, you said, Greeny, about the whole mm, thing. Greeny, you saying mm. you're hearing that Aaron saying, hey, don't don't rush because he's not coming until May. That's the first I'm hearing of that. But I don't know. If you look at his history, oh. when did, did he go to the offseason? Like, when's the last time he showed up in April for the offseason program? Oh. It's history. So he's saying, like, oh, wow. it's already out there. I think it's right? been a while. That's what he's saying. So I think the Jets don't feel in any rush. Even I'm not worried about this. I will tell you, I don't know exactly how it is I'm perceived, but I have people walking up to me. This is the power of the Pat McAfee show. I have people walking up to me in the street and saying that they are conflicted because they want the Jets to get Aaron Rodgers so badly. But they also want to hear me curse on this show so oh, badly. It, it, it's like the idea of like their father you know, saying a, a, a swear word or something. The first time you hear your father curse, it's always kind of a shocking moment, right? You're nine years old and your father does something. And he's like, ah, yeah. you know, when he says something, you don't expect to hear from him. I think people want to hear that. So I'm that, that is people are walking up to me in the street and pointing out that this is what they want. Everyone is aware of what I have riding on the, this. Aaron hey, what Rogers do you say? Thing. What do you say? Do you go? Fuck. Yeah. Is that what you say? No, hell no. I'm not. Oh. I'm, there's no way. It's not happening. Oh. Aaron is coming. Aaron is coming. Well, so and then we'll do it the day we win the, the AFC we'll championship. There it is. Yeah. Hey, that got a lot of <laughs> the Monday after the AFC championship. Hey, that, did you know that was going to get as much traction as it did on the Internet? I, I, I knew it was a big deal, like because obviously you've been on people's TVs for so long. You're in two Hall of Fames. That's yeah. how long <laughs> you've yeah. been on. You got a, you've had two yeah. Hall of Fames like careers already on, in front of all of us. So I knew that it was certainly something, and it would be so cool to hear you just drop one big, whoa, fuck! You know, yeah. like that would yeah. be that would be awesome. Or an excited, 
you know, that Bob Knight video of how fuck is the greatest word in the English language yep. because of how many different ways you can use it. You can be in dismay. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you can be pissed off. Fuck you. You can be happy. Fuck yeah. Like you can do, I'm excited for whatever fuck you say. I want to like, whatever you fucking say, I want to be, I didn't know it was going to go as big as it did. It got huge. I mean, I think I had like 300,000 views on Twitter within like 24 hours and everybody's like, yes, 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 needed. What was life like for you as you were realizing how interested people were into hearing I've you say a four letter word? walking up and cursing at me in the street. I mean, it's pretty much, <laughs> that's what you do to me. I'm trying to have a life here. I'm walking down the street. My wife is greeting every dog that we walk past. We got to stop and talk to every, I have one of those wives which is I have to plot an extra 15 minutes anywhere I'm going in the city <laughs> if I'm walking there because we're going to stop everyone and talk to their dog. You, that's, that's not optional. That's just what's going to happen. Stacey and Stacey then Stacey someone Stacey. will look over and they'll realize it's me and they'll be like, hey, that's the guy who's going to curse on the Pat McAfee show. And so people are looking forward to it. And I'm hearing that word a lot. Okay, well, let's get it done. Yeah. Yeah. A good one. That's right. Not the bad one. Ty has some questions for you, Greeny. Yeah, Greeny, uh, switching gears a little bit here. NBA playoffs start tonight, obviously. Please make sense of the whole uh, Rudy Gobert-Timberwolves situation. That makes absolutely no sense that they'd give up as much as they gave up to get him, and then you suspend him for fucking shoving a guy in the chest. And also, uh, who do you kind of like as a dark horse this year in the playoffs? Well, I like the Lakers, uh, but I mean, if, if we, if uh, unless you count, yeah. un, un, unless you count like Golden State and Phoenix as dark horses, who who look the top three teams in the Western Conference are Denver, Memphis, and Sacramento. And candidly, I like them the least of all the teams that are going to wind up in the playoffs outside of the eight seed. Whoever winds up eight, whether it's Minnesota or, I guess in theory it could be the Lakers, but I expect the Lakers to win tonight easily. So easily. Minnesota, oh, New easily. Orleans, uh, I think they win easily. I, the last number I, I saw was eight and a half. Yep. Um, th that's the last uh, that I saw was eight. Yeah, I see it now on your screen too. Eight and a half. That game opened at five and a half. And the public is bedded up like crazy. The Gobert thing obviously jumped in in the middle of that. I I'd be curious to know what the athletes think. Look, I shouldn't be hijacking your show and asking you guys questions. But like AJ, you played. Like Enough. the Jets one time had a player named IKN and Polly who broke their quarterback's jaw in a fight in the locker room. They got into a fight in the locker room. He punched Geno Smith in the face and broke his jaw. Obviously, no one's jaw got broken in this or whatever. But do you think that, that it is going overboard when a player, you know, does – we all saw what Gobert did. I don't need to explain it. Is that going too far? To suspend him for a game upon which your season basically rides, is that too much? No, I think when we saw what they gave up to get Rudy Gobert and all that they're paying him, yeah. I was shocked with the fact that they're going to suspend that guy in the game that means the most in the whole season. Like, this is where this is where it all matters, and you're going to sit him down. But also, it makes me think, I'm not sure what kind of relationship this guy has with not only his teammates, right. but the coaches and the front office, too. Because we mentioned yesterday, like, if it was somebody that they'd really want in, they'd be throwing their jersey on the desk like they did Rudy. Yeah, they were looking for a reason almost to suspend him, it seems like. You know, like, yeah. they, oh, yeah. that, like they gave him a reason, like, oh, now we're allowed to say, Rudy, get the hell out of here almost. Now, he was playing through an injury, and uh, what was Woj's report? Although they will acknowledge that Anderson called him a bitch numerous times, yep. even though he was playing <laughs> through an injury. That was Woj's tweet. Hey, listen, that's, I know. that's your teammate, okay? <laughs> that is, they, if that would be a tweet. I want to hear Woj read that one live on the air, don't you? Am I the only one who wants to hear Woj? Just read that. I'm going to try and get him to read that tomorrow night on NBA Countdown. I think that would be pretty funny. So I guess what you're saying is that he may be a go-bear, but he's no Rudy. 
as far as the way his teammates feel about him and his well in the movie or real back. life i mean that is yeah, that is a whole uh, other stage of conversation there <laughs> about the movie but like yeah it's that was why we were so alarmed to aj's point like be who you can afford to be is the motto of professional sports you see people get away with shit that are really good at things and then you see people that aren't like don't get away with anything you know like i got suspended for a game for a public intoxication during a bye week you think if anybody who actually mattered to the team's success got a public intoxication during a bye week they were going to get suspended absolutely not this was a hey this guy we can certainly do without him can't have this fucking happen and everybody else needs to see it he's suspended be who you can afford to be rudy gobert after we saw everything that they gave up for him and how much money he's getting paid you'd assume he could smack anybody yeah in like you you just because of who and what they invested him that was not the case at all they had security escort him out of the building they said the first night because at halftime they're getting back into it again it's like that's not a guy that's, like, beloved by everybody, I don't think, but maybe I'm reading humans completely wrong. Well, then there was that stat that came out either today or last night after it happened that, like, the, the T-Wolves' record is much better when Gobert doesn't play than it is yeah. when he plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they're he's, under 500. He, he's, not, he's not playing to the Gobert that we know this year. So. I don't know Gobert. The only way I know him is whenever he did the yeah. COVID magic Ooh, fingers. He sucks. He's just That's how I he met sucks. him, Greeny. I met him through this one. We, 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 COVID, Sava, Sava, COVID, COVID. That's all. That's what I heard. And then, you know, he got And then the next day, the world stopped. Uh, yeah. But? I think the Lakers win tonight until. easily. And then I think the Lakers beat Memphis. And 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 so they're, they're sitting there in that next layer of the playoffs. Phoenix and the Clippers is a really good series. I like Phoenix. Um, I think Denver gets out of whoever they wind up playing in the first round. Um, and I think Golden State beats Sacramento. So if that if that holds, then how about this second round matchup? The Warriors against the Lakers. Steph against LeBron. Yeah. That sounds awfully good to me in the second round with Kevin Durant possibly win. And I think Durant will win. I, I, I like Phoenix on the other side. So I think we're going to get either Golden State or the Lakers against Phoenix in the Western Conference Final. That's pretty good. Okay, yeah. so whenever I hear you talk about LeBron and Steph there, I hear genuine excitement there. Mm-hmm. Did you hear that? Oh, yeah. I mean, he was pumped. incredibly pumped. And I just see you in your A block there. Oh, oh my boom. God. LeBron and Steph. That it's time to get up. That yeah. <laughs> monologue, cutting a promo about Steph and LeBron – had putting on a show the night before, and we still have three more games at least to go. Mm-hmm. Oh, you heard it, huh? Is that why you were thinking about that? They met each other in the finals four straight years. They are the two preeminent players of their generation. They are the two immortals of this era. Does LeBron have one more left in him to carry this Lakers team alongside Anthony Davis all the way back to an NBA final? Or does Steph go for number five, which could actually make people change the entire narrative? Does this era become Steph's era? Can Steph Curry still make this the Steph Curry era rather than the LeBron James era. Basically, basketball is always about the preeminent player. It was Michael Jordan's league, then it was Kobe Bryant's league. It has felt as though it's been LeBron's league at this point for 20 years. Steph has been there for most of that time. Could Steph, who already has one more title than LeBron does, actually make this something we have to look back on as the Steph Curry era of the NBA rather than the LeBron James era of the NBA? That's what would be at stake as the Lakers and Warriors meet in game two. Much more in a moment. You're watching Get Up on ESPN. <laughs> yeah, guys! Hell yeah! Hell yeah! 
I was about to say it's time to get up. Hey, yeah. you're on ESPN. Yeah. If you didn't finish it off there, yeah, we just heard the whole fucking open. Mm-hmm. Hey, what an incredible promo you just got. Two Hall of Fames, that guy's. Yeah. Connor has a question for you, Greeny. That was a that was remarkable. Right into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you hear that? Pro's pro. Boom. Right into it. How's it going? Keep it moving. Two Hall of Fames. And I got more on the way, especially in a second round game. Couldn't even imagine uh-huh. what happens next. Yeah. Kevin Durant's going to get involved. Wait until you hear about this. Yeah. There ain't no. Uh, since he's gone to the Phoenix Sun and he's been in the lineup, Kyrie obviously goes to Dallas. They're not good. Can't wait to see what you piece together to put over Kevin Durant with the Phoenix Suns whenever they're going on a run, which seems inevitable. And that Booker dude, we got to see him play live. Mm-hmm. Greeny. Smooth. He moves in slow motion. So good. Slo- he moves he's in- so good. And then the bucket is bigger when he shoots it. They are. They were right there last year, I yeah. think. It's going to be a good time. I guess the NBA playoffs are a good time to be Mike Greenberg. Uh, Connor has a question for you, pal. Yeah, Greeny, look, I, I do have a question, but and I'm not a LeBron guy here, and you know, I'm just reminding myself that you're a Jets fan, but you said that Steph had one more than LeBron, and they both have four. you got to remember that bubble championship. Well, that's a, that Oh, that's right. LeBron, okay, I apologize. You're right. They have the same number. The good news is uh, that we tape those. So I could do it again. Someone would, as okay. you just did. <laughs> Three, okay. two, and do it again. one, and yeah. then... Yeah, we're yeah. back. We'll redo the open in three, two, one. Yeah. <laughs> just, just in case you need to reuse it. I didn't want you to have to do that, you know, two or three times. But uh, you said you guys did that whole entire mock NFL draft. Did you guys have like a unanimous number one? Because it's been going back and forth from Bryce to CJ. Now it feels like it's going back to Bryce. And I assume we'll probably have one more back to CJ before the draft in two weeks. When we did it last Thursday, Stroud went first. And Young went second. Um, and here's what I can tell you for sure. I have no, I don't know which way it's going to go. My sense is that it's going to be Bryce Young who goes first. But when you look, here's, here's what I'm hearing more than anything else. And I'd be curious to see if the, if the football players agree that whoever goes first is in the dream situation. When you look at, because more great, young, well, no, not great, more young quarterbacks in the NFL are ruined than developed. How good Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud or Will Levis or Anthony Richardson wind up being is going to be determined at least as much, if not more, by circumstances beyond their control than by themselves. It's going to be about the coaching staffs they put together and what they put together in Carolina. Does the world know that Jim Caldwell is in Carolina? I don't even know. That pro that's day. A Found lot out of a pro day. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's, it's like been kept a secret. The offensive coaching there, the Frank Reich situation, they have Josh McCown there to work directly with the quarterback, Jim Caldwell. Whoever shows up there, I believe they have Andy Dalton to be the starter for however long that goes. You don't have to throw a guy out there on the field. Whoever winds up in Carolina, I think, winds up the big winner in all of this. Obviously, you want to be the number one pick. But frankly, if the two were reversed, if Houston was picking one and Carolina was picking two, I think down deep inside, you'd rather be two than one. You want to get to Carolina. But to answer your question directly, in the mock that we did last week, C.J. Stroud went one. Now, Mel has flipped it to Young one uh, as of today. If I had to bet on it, I would bet that when it happens that Bryce Young will be the first pick. Mel, what happened? Why do you think it got flopped over in the last week or so? Well, you just look at, you know, his his intangibles, not exactly the same as, uh, you know, a guy like C.J. Stroud. Obviously, he played for under Nick Saban. He's got the great relationship with Tepper and his wife. Went out to dinner with him many times. Uh, You know, Carolina is not that far from Tuscaloosa, so it makes a lot of sense, you know. 
CJ Stroud, Midwestern kid, by way of California. Just don't know if he's going to really like playing on the East Coast as much, so that's why I went with CJ Stroud. Okay, but it was a one week change, though. What happened? Did this all happen in the last week? Well, as you know, you know, the NFL's fucking crazy. Things change. Uh, rumor <laughs> has it CJ Stroud, you know, him and Mulligata maybe kind of, you know, pulling strings a little bit, pissing a lot of people off, maybe demanding the kind of things that uh, the other guy, who I won't mention his name, you know, up in Cleveland, you know, maybe he was demanding some things, too. I heard about that in uh, Houston, maybe being a thing. Uh, well, you know, exactly. Could, could, could be. So that's kind of where I'm standing right now. We'll see. I mean, we still got two weeks to go before the draft. Might have a couple more changes. Who knows? Check back next week. Will Levis might be going number one to Carolina. I don't know yet. Okay. Thank you, Mel. Wow. Thank you, Mel. Boy, that's so good. My God, is that good. Dude, he can say anything, too. It's a fun little game. Like, Coach Lou Holtz was here just a couple minutes ago, and I think he just came back. Coach Lou Holtz, have you heard about Mel Kuyper's review of C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young and what's going on in Cleveland? Yeah, listen, I don't know how many times we got to do this, okay? Every time you bring up that son of a bitch, Mel Kuyper, my blood boils just a little bit hotter than it did when you mentioned it previously. C.J. Stroud's a good kid, but he's no Bryce Young. Bryce Young, everyone's talking. Talking about him being the next Chef Curry. We're talking about Chef Curry right now. Four championships. Like, like Bryce, you know, CJ Stroud's going to win four championships? I don't think so. But I think Bryce Young, you know, he put him in the right situation. David Kaepernick got all that money. That would be a tough one. Thank you, Coach. Thank you, Coach. Thank you, Coach. It's unbelievable. He can say anything. You know, you should hear what he says off air at these people. (laughs) These people just show up in conversation sometime out of nowhere, and they are not speaking. Just Hulk Hogan last hour. Yeah, Hulk Hogan was in the last hour just going crazy on Pac-Man for his disrespect to the scarlet Mm -hmm. in which he was rocking. Um, It's the whole draft process. To add on to your point about Carolina being the top destination for one of these guys, which I assume Panthers fans could have never guessed they were going to be in that position that long ago. Remember, they've been – Tepper's been just like – who can win? I want to win now. Who can win? I want to win now. Now it's like, hey, this seems to be a good spot to go to and be uh, the quarterback of second richest owner in the sport. Now, who knows if Bezos is coming in or not, but second owner, uh, richest owner in sport, you win for that guy. He's going to pay you a lot of fucking money, too. Like, that's not one of those teams that don't have money. It's like a dream situation for a young quarterback to go in there and have success. Hopefully, they'll be able to build up the team around him because situationally, there are a lot of quarterbacks that kind of get fucked out of the NFL. Uh, and thank you to Matt Mel Kuyper and Lou Holtz for being there. Pac has a question for you, Greeny. Greeny, you, you, you heard my feelings. Um, I'm a big LeBron fan. We was having this conversation do we root for teams? Like, it's hard for guys that's playing to root for teams. So, I follow LeBron since day one. My question is, you, you put him in category. You, you went Michael Jordan. You went uh, Kobe Bryant. Then you said, if LeBron. Because your, your opinion count, Greeny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two Hall of Fames. Your opinion counts more than anything you know. Are we really putting LeBron... In the same category as mm-hmm. Steph Court. Mm-hmm. Don't Steph and KD deserve they own or uh, the guys, uh, 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 the Greek freak? Giannis. How Giannis. We, Giannis. How can we put them up there Luca. with the top? Austin the, Reeves. The Michael Jordan, sure. the Kobe Bryant, and the LeBron James? I think it's a legitimate question. No, you're right. I, I think what I tried to say was that this has been perceived to be the LeBron James era of basketball basically from the moment that Kobe handed him that Finals for like 16 years or something. Yeah. 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 I I think it was nine years in a row. Uh, uh, Magic Johnson, I remember one night I was watching and he introduced um, LeBron James uh, in an interview when I think Magic was 
working for, it might have even been on ABC, I don't remember. And he said, LeBron, you are the best player in the world. Like that, that's, that's, the, um, that's the mantle that we're talking about here. And it has been assumed by everyone that this is LeBron's era. There are some people who will tell you they think LeBron is historically a greater player than Michael Jordan. What I'm asking is, if Steph Curry wins another championship, if he's got multiple regular season MVPs, if he winds up having multiple finals MVPs, if he winds up breaking all the records that he has, if he winds up doing it all for one franchise and wins five championships and basically revolutionizes the sport as we know it, I think you have then to. does he stake a claim to actually having ownership of the era? He's in I think combo, most right? people would yeah. say no. I think it has to... Pac-Man, you're telling me you don't think it's a legitimate no. conversation? I, I think Durant is a step what? down. Giannis, it's too soon. We got to wait and see what Giannis becomes. But Steph, I think, is an immortal on that level. And I think if he wins another one with the same group, I mean, there's something to be said for that. You know, there's something to be said for doing it as part of a dynasty. LeBron goes from place to place, and I'm not knocking him at all. LeBron 100% deserves to be considered amongst the greatest players of all time. He's on my Mount Rushmore of basketball history, four guys. But Steph... Would be if you wanted to make an argument for Steph, if he wins another one with this team, you could make a pretty compelling argument if you wanted to. I think so, especially as you lay it all out right there. Yep. And who knows how long Steph's going to be able to go for? Remember, he's cracking all time records and he's still got no end in sight, Mm -hmm. it appears, for Steph Curry. He's fun to watch. He has changed the game too, giving a lot more people hope. But LeBron. I mean, to your point, I am also a LeBron fan. He said he went to nine straight finals or whatever, but then what? He took a year off, and then he was back the next year. I mean, he is yeah. in the prime time of basketball, which is right now the playoffs. Twenty years. LeBron has been there since he got into the league, pretty much as a high schooler. And in high school, everybody's saying this guy was supposed to do exactly what he's done. His mental toughness and ability to kind of stick with it is something that should not ever be questioned. They're playing two different styles of basketball, though, don't you think, Michael and uh, LeBron, Granny? I mean, two different Yeah, of course. Two different sports. Two different sports, almost. You're talking about Michael and LeBron or Steph and LeBron? Mike and LeBron. Well, there's a whole other one. And Steph Steph. brings in a whole other era of basketball, I think, as a sport. I was watching that last dance documentary. I didn't grow up in an NBA town. I'm from Pittsburgh, hockey town. Good luck, Boston. We'll Uh, see you in the playoffs. Maybe. Just Penguins are about to make their way in there. Didn't grow up in an NBA-like town, so I didn't watch a lot of NBA other than the Lakers late night because the Lake Show show was awesome growing up with Shaq and Kobe and everybody over there. So I didn't really pay attention to basketball as much. I watched that last dance. I saw people dribbling up to their nipples, Greeny. I saw people dribbling <laughs> like this. I saw, you know what I mean? I saw some skill level that was vastly different than what the skill level is now. I understand it was much more physical back then. So you can ask the question, like, could LeBron survive back then? He's 6'8". 260 if he wanted to yeah. be. I think he could have. Probably he's an Ohio fuck too, so I assume he would be tough enough to kind of figure it out if he had to. Jordan, I think he could have figured out this basketball very easily. Like Jordan would have dominated in this era, especially with his competitive juices. But it's two different sports, isn't it? It's two different sports. They Not only has the game changed, but analytics have changed yeah. the game forever. I will say this definitively. I will say this and I... I I will challenge anyone to debate this with me anytime they want. Let the record show. You grew up in a hockey town. I grew up in this business covering Michael Jordan. I was with him every day for four years. I started out working in Chicago locally, and I covered him and those teams. I covered him. I went and followed him to to baseball when he went down to play baseball. So I was around Jordan all the time. If Michael Jordan played in today's NBA, he would average 40 
points a game. Okay. He would oh. average 40 points a game. We got guys averaging 33 now. Michael Jordan never shot threes because no one shot threes back then. Michael Jordan's numbers should be viewed almost, his scoring numbers should almost be viewed in the same context as Jerry West's. Go back and look at the, the, his last championship in 98. Someone while we're sitting here, pull up what the final scores of those games were. The, 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 the legendary games, the flu games and all that stuff, those games were 88-86. That's basketball. how these games were being played. And Jordan averaged 30 in those games. Games today are being played 120 to 115. Michael Jordan, with the addition of threes, with how much less physical the game is and how hard he would play every night when half the league is load managing, Michael Jordan would average 40 points a game if he played in the NBA today. How much fun would that be to watch? Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. I wish they would have innovated basketball quicker, like mm-hmm. at the beginning, like to get basketball to this point. Because the three-point line, what year was that instituted, Greeny? It was in the sport in the late 70s, I think 79 or something. How come it was no never viewed? As a, yeah, why was it never viewed as a weapon? It was a wasted shot? It was, well, it just wasn't considered to be the highest percentage shot. And analytics weren't a part of the conversation that much. And people figured if you could, if you had a better chance of making a closer one, you would do it. Michael Jordan, if you look up the total, I don't have it in front of me. I wish I did, because, but I have done this research. If you look up the total number of threes, the night Michael Jordan shrugged like this, which was game two against Portland in 92. I was in the building when it happened, when he made the six threes in the first half. Steph Curry does that now all the time. We were losing our minds. Oh, my God, Michael Jordan just took six threes and made six threes and a half. That's not uncommon in today's game. And if Jordan was playing in today's game, it wouldn't be uncommon for him either. Jordan, for his career scored more points per game than any other player in NBA history in an era where scoring was at practically an all-time low. If you had – there there are points being scored in the NBA right now. I don't have the percentages in front of me. I bet you they're scoring on average 20 points more per game right now than they were during the height of Michael Jordan's career. So um, 20%, I should say. So if you had 20% to his offensive totals – then you would get the number 40 or something a little higher than that. And that's what I think he would average in the NBA today. In that, in that 98 finals uh, where he averaged 33 and a half, uh, he took seven total threes in six games. Damn. It was, was yeah. three wow. of seven. from. And he would have been able to figure out the uh, – the, and, and how many points three. were they scoring? I think what were the, what like, were the like, final uh, scores? What were their scores in those games? He averaged 33. How many points did the Bulls score? Just, just what were the numbers of points they scored in those games? Uh, 81. 85. Jeez. 93. 96 there. 86. One, 96. Nowhere near 96 would be a ridiculously right low-scoring game yeah. today. Jordan scored a Boogie. third of their points. Yeah. <laughs> 81 is the low. 96 is the high. Nuts. And he averaged no, 33 in yeah. this series. Without yeah. taking that many threes, too, Greeny. Played every game, too. Well, oh, hell yeah. In the last three seasons of Jordan's career in Chicago, 96, 97, and 98, Michael Jordan played 82, 82, and 82 regular season games. That's awesome. There will never, ever be Michael Jordan again. All these guys are great. LeBron is an all-time great. He deserves all the accolades in the world. No one is Michael Jordan, and no one is ever going to be again. You're the Michael Jordan of hosting, aren't you? Yeah, that's right. You absolutely are. We appreciate you taking the time out to chat with us. We can't wait to see the growth of the book continue to go. You know what I mean? Let's keep selling these things, Greeny. Why not? There's a wrong number in there, Pat. You know it. 
Oh, yeah, Tony. What's that? Tony's yeah, I got, question. I got a question, Greeny. Uh, I don't know if you remember, yeah. 0405, there was a lockout in the NHL, and then a certain player came in and has been the face of the league for the last 20 years. Um, he wore number 87, but you got some guy in there, 87, who wasn't even the best tight end on his team when he was playing with the best quarterback and coach of all time. So Sidney Crosby so, potentially. So Sidney Crosby versus, versus Gronk has been one that we've gotten a lot. So for anyone who Pittsburgh, doesn't know yeah. what he's talking about. That's because Pittsburgh people we, probably. We, we, chose, we, we chose Gronk over Sidney Crosby. <laughs> Gronk's numbers would suggest that he is the greatest tight end of all time. I, I know that you're saying that. I think you're suggesting that for a moment there, Aaron Hernandez was better than he was. Hell yeah. Um, they paid him first. Uh, he was a good player. Um, mm-hmm. he, on the football field. On the football field. On the football field, he uh, he was a great football player. Yeah, yeah. unbelievable. I have no doubt. I mean, Especially with all that was going on. He played running back sometimes. Oh, they would hand him the ball. There was so Thank much you. going on. Just think about the str- – oh, uh, my God. I guess he had none. That's why it was a yeah. that's the problem. Yeah. But Green. yeah, that is what he was alluding to. So sorry, go on and finish your. your no, just, there were a lot of people who disagree. That was one of the toughest choices that we had to make: Sidney Crosby versus um, Rob Gronkowski at eighty-seven. We did wind up choosing Gronk. He is the greatest tight end that ever lived. He is by far the most um, the most prolific weapon that Tom Brady ever had. His combination with him was actually greater than his combinations with Wes Welker, Randy Moss, and Julian Edelman combined, as far as the total postseason numbers, the touchdown numbers. And everything else, Gronk is the greatest postseason receiver outside of Jerry Rice in the history of the sport. So we went with Gronk. He was also like having and 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 Clay. I mean, Clay, Jesus Christ, uh, AJ, you could probably uh, Clay Matthews, th- Matthews could could. Uh, I mean, I don't know why. Yes, for one brief second, I mixed up my <laughs> Packers answer. linebackers. Hell yeah! You tell me. I've had people tell me that going up against Gronk was like having an extra offensive lineman on the field. That having Gronk out there was like having a sixth offensive lineman. Yeah. He was that good a blocker. Is that right? Oh, yeah. I would, I would agree with that. Yeah, he was a giant road grader, but he also could electrify the whole stadium. And, you know, it's also tough, Greeny. I played when both those tight ends were there. You put both those guys in the hey. field at the same time, tough to stop. Hey, oh, yeah. Hey, hey. Puma now Anui? Uh, what was that? Hernandez, when he was there. Oh, oh yeah. Gronkowski. On the field. On the field. Oh, Unstoppable. The thing about Gronk, field. he had, like, toilet seats for hands. Mm-hmm. His hands were so large. I forget who said that, but it was such an accurate depiction. We agree that he was a great football player, unbelievable football player, and in the biggest moments, he always seemed to show up, and he's still the same old Gronk. Yeah, that's right. right. You know, so I understand how there could be a little bit. And I guess the people of Pittsburgh know this, and this is a sneaky hembo. Where where'd Gronk graduate high school from? Do you remember? He's from upstate New York, right? Isn't he? Isn't he from yeah, like? Um, aren't they from somewhere in upstate New York? Yeah, yeah, they're from there. Graduated high school, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So, <laughs> eighty-seven was going to be ours, <laughs> regardless. It's all good. I think you made everybody happy. You did a fan. Well, you got sixty-six. Yep. You, the, 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 the folks in Pittsburgh have sixty-six. Yeah. You got Boom. fifty-eight. You got fifty-nine. You got yeah. seventy-five. Boom. Um, you did pretty well with you, 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 you did pretty well on numbers in this thing, and I'm trying to think off the top of my head Hell if yeah. there are any numbers. But Pittsburgh, the Steel City, well represented. 18, I assume, here out of Indianapolis. That was easy. So 18 is one that has gotten a lot, and I do mean a lot of controversy. What? Because There's only one 18. What are we even? I know 18. 21. He's a sheriff. Yeah, yeah, sure. No. Nine here. 12, geez, Andrew, oh, Tom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Did you have thoughts of Ray the record show for 66? No, Lemieux. Sorry, say it again. Lemieux. No, you give any no 66, is, okay. 66 is Mario Lemieux. 
Oh, yeah, I knew that. I was just wondering if Nitschke was in the running for it. Oh, great. Oh, yeah, sure. He was one of the Grady, people that we talked about. Grady, and I didn't we, know this yes. bullshit was in here. Whenever we were telling people to buy this. 18 chapter. Let me start it off for you. Okay, so now you're going to get mad at me. That's what Greeny says to start this thing. And I get it. Peyton Manning is one of my favorite players, too, and one of the greatest quarterbacks that ever lived. But Jack Nicholas is the greatest and most accomplished human being to ever play the great game of golf. And with his 18 major championships, 18 is the number with which he will forever be associated. Wow. Wow, what a heel turn at fucking 18. That's early. <laughs> Sorry, Sharon. From zero to 100. That's early. 21. Here's what I will say. When all of us are long gone, and I mean, and, and I hope that we all live very long, healthy lives. Thanks, Green. The record for most major championships won by a golfer will still be 18. That is a record that was going to outlive all of us. It's going to outlive every player who is currently playing golf. Wrong, it is one of those records <laughs> that I think will never be broken. Jack Nicholas is, I think, indisputably the greatest golfer that ever lived. And... That, to me, is worthy. That is the number with which he is associated. Tiger himself talked about it all the time. When they asked Tiger, Tiger do you think you're the greatest of all time? He, always, he said 18. 18 is the number. That's what he was chasing. Now, had Tiger's body not betrayed him, had Tiger's body not broken down as it did with all the surgeries and everything else in the late 2000s, I believe Tiger would have broken that record. Uh, probably easily when you consider the fact that he's already at 15. He really only had half a career, but it yeah, didn't happen. Good. And longevity is one of the ways that these things get decided. Yeah. Jack Nicholas is the greatest player ever. We yeah, did Peyton find didn't a place for Peyton like two in the book. Or something like that. <laughs> didn't miss Snap for two decades. Or something like Iron we Man. did find a place for him in the book, uh, but I recognize that not giving him 18 is a big statement. <laughs> I love Peyton. He's one of my favorite players ever. He's one of the Couldn't greatest Couldn't you find a different ever. number for Nicholas? It would have been an easy yeah, one. Well, this man won uh, the U.S. Open six times. You could have just made up a different number. I mean, he won the Masters 18? six times. They, did, they gave, gave LeBron the year he was born, not 23. Well, that's short. Well, that's short. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. You could have done Hell it for yeah. Jack. You could have got 18's not Peyton. Whoa. That's I mean, the number. Peyton's that that is the number, number the appropriate number. And you read Peyton it. is well Nate. represented in the book. I promise. Oh yes, four. What 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 chapter? It's it's the number. I don't have it in front of me. It's the number of touchdowns that he threw in the record-breaking years at fifty-one. Oh, that was with 51. the Broncos, uh -huh. of course. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not yeah, fifty-one. Uh, of course, of course, obviously, yeah. of course. If fifty-one's not Bernie Williams, I got to that part. Fifty-one is is, <laughs> is Dick Buckus. But but here's what I will say to you, Pat, and what I wrote in the book. It is my opinion that the best quarterback I ever saw consistently in my lifetime was Peyton Manning. I thought he was the best I ever saw. I thought week in, week out, game in, game out. He I can't even get his damn Brady. number, Greeny. Well, he was better than anybody. He's, he's not better than Jack. I hate to say it, but he's not better than Jack. Greeny, you are awesome. We appreciate you. Thank you for these tales. And although Ty said it's in the bathroom, it does feel like it's perfect shitting reading. Oh, unbelievable. A lot of times, you that, know, that. my wife will grab me and be like, hey, you've been in the bathroom for, you know, Oh, that's why hour. I can't feel my feet. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, I've been, you know, I've read four chapters. What do you want me to do? I was done 25 minutes ago. I got from 26 to 30 real quick. Yeah. Had to figure out who was 29. What do you want from me? But Poops finished 20 minutes ago. <laughs> we appreciate the hell out of you, Greeny. You're the man. Uh, 
You guys are the best. Pleasure as always. I'll see you soon. Hey, you've been on too much, don't you think? It's been good. I think I've enjoyed it. Yeah. Has it been too much for you? Too much airtime? It is. It hasn't been too much for me. If it's not too much <laughs> for you guys, and as I've said it before, I'll say it again. I finally get to be on my wife's favorite show. <laughs> this the is best. my wife's favorite show. Uh, above, uh, over and above all the ones I host four shows on ESPN, <laughs> and awful. this is her favorite one. What? So we got get up hashtag. Greeny, we got NBA countdown. focus. Oh, countdown. And the NFL draft. And the NFL draft. Are yeah. you guys doing NBA uh, countdown through the playoffs? Tomorrow night. Yeah, we'll be back tomorrow night for the play-in games. We have two play-ins tomorrow, then Friday. Then we have four NBA playoff games on Saturday. And one or two, I think we have just one on Sunday. And then it begins. Um, and we'll be rolling straight through till June. When I will take a quick pit stop in Kansas City for a few days and do the NFL draft. Are you traveling all these places? Yes, I am. That, that's why we had the procedure, as I think I explained to you guys. Oh, and by the way, you know, again, our audiences, I think mean, a lot of people who, who know this show, um, you know, probably know me, but but there are certainly many who do not because you guys appeal to it. You know, such a, a, a different Greeny, younger group of people. everybody fucking knows you, Greeny, okay? No, no, not everybody. Just so so what I wanted to say is <laughs> after I talked on this show, last time I was on about exactly what happened with my heart and all that stuff, I mean, I got such nice notes from people telling me how happy they were and everything. I just want to say to thank you to everybody. It made me feel so good. And so so thanks. And, and as I said, when I when we had that conversation last time, um, we did it. We, we were able to have the procedure when we wanted. It wasn't an emergency. Um, so we timed it so that I would be recovered in time to go on the road with the playoffs and with the draft. And this is that time. I will be in L.A. this weekend. Okay, well, travel safely and know that the reason why you're getting so many notes is because we're all very appreciative of what you contributed to the sports world over your lifetime and continue to do so. When you're not on Get Up, our life sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we appreciate you to this day. We can't wait to watch NBA Countdown with you on the road. Travel safe. Stay energized. Can't wait to watch you on the draft. We'll be uh, live from here with some shenanigans. Mm-hmm. You're the man, buddy. We appreciate you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you're the best. Mike Thank Green, you, guys. Is a man who's doing a great thing with a hat company here in Indianapolis, Indiana, wow. and also a two-time, two-time Super Bowl champion. Ladies and gentlemen, offensive lineman for the Cincinnati Bengals, the Dolphins, and the New England Patriots, Ted Karras. Yeah, Thank you guys for having me. The Thunderdome is an Indy legend, so I'm glad to be here. My boys are going to be pissed. Okay, so you're from Indy. From Indy. Born and raised. Raised. Well, yeah, yeah eighth right. grade moved in here <laughs> yeah. because your dad, we literally just learned this, your dad is a small college coaching legend, head coach here at Marion University in Indianapolis now since eighth grade? Since eighth grade. Well, he, he was retired. They brought him uh, he brought him back into the game this year. I'm actually, after this, going to coach the O-line at Spring Park. Oh, yeah. Okay. Here we okay. go. Okay. Yeah. Your, your dad, uh, football coach, football player. Yes. And your father's fodder. Also, football player. Ted Karras Sr., yep. And your... And and then two of my great uncles also played in the NFL. Okay, so in your... How many NFLers are there? Five players, four rings. Wow. Not a bad family. Pretty good. Let's go. Not a bad football family there. AJ never really gets talked about. Uh, Let's let's go ahead and talk about the hat sales that you got going on right now. This is how I initially learned that you were from Indy because of how incredible the work you were doing was for Indy. So I appreciate you doing this for the city. And also, I think it's a nice time to get it out there and let others kind of join in and help. Well, thank you so much for giving me a platform. It started with the Cincy hat. Um, I just made 
made these as a gift for my teammates. My neighbors in Florida are uh, run a golf supply business, and we made up a hat, made up a logo. Everyone went nuts for them. We decided to sell them for charity. Have sold over a half million dollars worth. Okay, Dang. is that good? Yeah. There we go. go. Is that good? Half million dollars to make the world a better place. And we go, we want to tie it in. I'm an indie guy, um, and we wanted to tie it into the hometown. The Village Marici is 10 minutes down the road. That's the uh, the organization that this benefits. So we're coming out with the indie hat. And the village of Marici is the only facility in Indiana that provides independent living for adults with uh, Down syndrome, autism, any developmental disability. How'd you get? Uh, how'd you get connected to the village of Marici, Paisana? My uh, my best friend who's here today, Matt Rini, uh, his mother founded it back in uh, the early 2000s, and you know we've always done service with them and figure they do about just as good as anyone in the world so very proud to be a small part of what they do an incredible service to families and oh, the people yeah. around the state of indiana we appreciate you selling these hats to raise some money and do good with the platform that you have not only he's got two super bowl rings he's got a really good brain All right. Right. and a really big heart mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit more about that uh there was a clip that came out from this past season and i know we're talking about <laughs> the philanthropical side of course. the do good side right I would like to talk about the competitive drive a little bit. This is when this human really got brought into our radar, I think. And now, he's a guard. He's a two-time Super Bowl champion. And obviously, we have in the trenches, and we respect offensive linemen, I think, more than a lot of different programs out there. But whenever we really learned of this man was when this happened after a massive win against the Tennessee Titans this season. Give a fist bump on the way out with the helmet. What is that every game or Tennessee in particular have a little bit more heat for you? Man, I mean, uh, the exchange right before that, well, I got punched right in the neck by Jeff Simmons. So they they didn't catch the, they didn't catch the, I was yelling at the Titans for a while there, but then took a break, (laughs) then came back and. Freaked out a little bit. Uh, my dad called me like five minutes later. You tweeted it. Yes. And he's like, hey, dude, you're going viral, man. Yeah. <laughs> what I, what I'm I like, remember, for what? I don't remember my exact words. Did I say it was the most awesome thing of all yeah, time? Yeah, you did. I really appreciate that, too. Sold a lot of hats because of that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. AJ, as it was happening, you were like, yes. That seems like it was out of a fucking movie, AJ. It's real because you could tell, like, yeah, like there is like there's a feeling you can get when you, like, I think he really showed us, hey, you get pretty juiced. If you go to somebody's place, you beat them. Obviously, I didn't know about getting punched in the neck and that whole situation, but, man, what a what a way to walk off the field. Hopefully that kid's hands are right. You blast it with your helmet, too. How long have you been in Cincy? One year. Okay, so. You got two more. Two more. You signed a three-year deal. Congratulations. Hell, yeah. yeah. Hell, yeah. Keep it going. But, like, I think a lot of people that don't love the NFL as much as college football – they think NFLers don't care, right? They're like, oh, they're just playing for the money. They're playing for the money. Right there, I think we saw genuine emotion, which is why I thought it was awesome, especially to a brand-new team your first year there. And you look like a human that was like, yeah, actually, you weren't a robot. Fuck mm-hmm. you. Fuck you. Up yours, you said at one point. <laughs> yeah, that's like straight out of the 50s. Yes, it was a move. <laughs> Where's that even come from? Is that I, I don't know where that came for from. You? Are you normal fuck you guy? Whenever I'm you start pretty silent, shit? man, until it was like, you know, I, I put all my uh, – energy into making the block you know i'm not as there's some physical freaks in this league (laughs) and i need to be able to be at my best i try not to let my emotions get the best of me i was a tad bit embarrassed after that embarrassed 
I just was I was I was going viral. It's a it's a weird moment when you're like that. I've never that's never I've never had that experience before. And then it ended up the reception from Cincy was incredible. Loved it. Yeah. I, Loved he's it. a glass eater. I fucking yeah. loved it too. It was amazing. I, I I'm so grateful to Cincinnati. It's yeah. uh, it's I feel like where I was always supposed to be. Where I was always supposed to play ball. Well, you got to understand the year before you got here. This my buddy Joe had got hidden at least a hundred times. Yeah. Uh, so Excellent. it was like this was a great feeling for the city, man. Going Not down at all. there and, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and smashing them. I, I'm, I remember when you tweeted it, but the city was going crazy at that time. I don't think Cincinnati and the state. I say the state of Ohio because the other team up there is not that good. But, like, well, this road that no, we've been thing. on the last two years have been crazy. Okay, so let's talk about that. You've obviously won two Super Bowls uh, with New England. You Hell get yeah. drafted up there to play football out of Illinois. You go to Miami, you go back to New England. Now you're at Cincy. Team is great. I think we all agree with that. Joe Burrow, the next Tom Brady is what people are calling. I guess you would have a much better read on that than everybody else. But do you sense, like, something special in Cincy? Because we all obviously just assume at some point Joe Burrow's going to win a Super Bowl. Cincy's going to have a Super Bowl, which is kind of an understood thing, but the AFC is fucking stacked right now, and I think everybody understands that. What is it in there that you feel, and is that the same feeling that I should have? Yes. Joey B's a killer, and we are going to win one. Um, it's all I can think about, Pat, really. They've never won one in Cincinnati, so well, we want to be the guys to do it, and uh, Joey B, man, I mean, he's he's the guy to do it, and it's uh, it's fun coming to work every day with him. I've been very spoiled with quarterback play in my career. <laughs> Fed Brady, Fitz, uh, and and Joey B. How was Brady? A robot human? No, Brady was awesome. Dude, he sold that chocolate. Remember that video we saw? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. He was selling his chocolate. It was like, I am not from planet Earth. <laughs> yeah. And then like the TB12 stuff, it's like, that is not what a real human... Real human can't just eat avocado ice cream every single day. Then you see him play football for however long he played football and how great he was. It's easy to think like, that is a robot, that is an alien, that is not a human. But like Vinatieri, the story I hear, and then the people that are like boys with him are like, hey, he's actually a great dude to hang out with too. I assume great. he took care of the offensive line. Great what was your interactions uh, with him? Unbelievable. Great. Always great to my family. Knew our names. Knew everyone. Um, and he did give me like a five-second cameo in... 80 for Brady. So, oh, hell yeah. Not, not acting. It was a rookie year on the sideline. I'm, I'm, I'm screaming, let's fucking go on the sideline. Oh, you're swearing? It seems like every time you get on something, it's saying, <laughs> oh, we, you're a big fan of Yeah. You. We love the way you operate. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Ted, I mean, I don't want to nitpick here, but you just said you played, you know, <laughs> in front of some great quarterbacks. You didn't throw in Mac Jones. So you hate Mac Jones? Is that what no, you just no, saying? No, not there? at all. What is that? Don't start that I love Mac Jones. I put down three top tier quarterbacks, and you know Fitz. I think is one of the all time greatest teammates, greatest people I've ever been around. So that's why I threw him in there with with Brady. Okay, Joey B. Every day you said he's just cool guy, killer, everything like that. Is he the first one in like all the cliche shit, or is he kind of operating his own kind of way? Him and Tom very similar, or no? Joey B's his own guy. I think it's weird because Tom was, you know, in his 40s and Joey's 26, so it's a little bit more relatable. Um, but, you know, he, no, he's not a cliche. He's, he's running his own show, and he runs our show too, and it's a lot of fun. And him and Zach have, uh, you know, created a great culture, especially on offense. His, uh, his look at these. Yeah. Uh, Unbelievable hair. He always looks cool. Always yeah. perfect. Yeah, he's got that curl. Cool. Yeah. Yep. So cool. Perfectly sitting there on the forehead. So cool. And he's an Ohio fuck. 
Yeah. yeah. And he said, it seems like a perfect match. It honestly does. Sucks for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tell me, right. question for Ted. They'll be fine. They've always been fine. Uh, yeah, I do. Have uh, it hasn't always been. So, what you guys have? Um, four, I believe, first year starters, not first year starters, but first year starters with Cincinnati last year. Like, how long does that take for, even though you guys have been in the league for it, now you have another new starter potentially at left tackle this year? How long does that take for everyone to gel together? I think O-line more than other positions, just because O-line is a repetition and continuity position, and you got to learn body and spatial awareness with the guy around mm-hmm. you. But, you know, I'm I'm psyched about Orlando coming in. We got a guy, we got a giant coming in at left tackle. Mm-hmm. and Hey, he's a dog, dude. He is. Beast. And uh, a winner as well, just coming fresh off a of Super Bowl. So, um, to my chagrin, to our chagrin, I didn't, yeah. didn't want the Chiefs to win. But Did you not? Did I did oh. not. I did not. Hmm. Why no. we want the Chiefs to win? Well, like, then it's at least like yeah, we lost our, the Super Bowl the our side yeah. is the no, – No, 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 I'm saying, yeah, just in general. I wanted to be the winners. I wasn't <laughs> – uh, Oh, okay. Yeah, so just in you're general. You're mad at whoever. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was rooting for the Chiefs. Joe Tooney was my four-year uh, roommate in New Hell England. Yeah. Hell, yeah, Joe. What a dog he Tunley's is. a beast. Uh, <laughs> whenever you think about Cincinnati in the offseason and everything like that, what do you guys think you need to work on to get to the next stage? Because obviously you got Josh Allen. Hey, Oh, he's a fucking guy. Good, mm-hmm. yeah. We just talked about Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Odell Beckham Jr. just joined the Baltimore Ravens uh, over there in the AFC North. A-Rod. A Rod, Aaron Rodgers is potentially coming to the AFC with yeah, the Jets. What do you think it is? And you got you said you think about it every day. Is it an obsession over there? I assume because you guys are so close. You're in there every time you talk about it. It's like oh, the Bengals could win a Super Bowl. Yes, and that hasn't been the case for a long time. So what is the thought every day in there? Thought every day, especially from an O line perspective, I feel like. Uh, you know, the last two years, if we can finish a little bit better, we're in the big dance. So that is what I think about when I'm lifting in my oh my yeah. hell yeah, getting hell big. Yeah. You know, if we can finish a little bit better, we have a you know we have an insane amount of talent all the way around, and we need to we need to come through and and work our hardest to you know be the guys. You your father's father was a football champion. Your father was a football champion. Mm-hmm. You're a football champion. So you guys just come out of the womb in a pass set, or what? What yeah. have you always been? Just offensive line through, through and through. And is that? Do you think you have the greatest form of all time? Is that why you are who you are? I think it's more of yeah. I mean, I do believe that I was born to do this. I'm very grateful for the opportunities I've had, though. Uh, it's been Hell a, yeah. it's been a road mm-hmm. to get here. Um, but it's been interior O line or D line. Alex Karras is in the Hall of Fame at interior D line. Oh yeah, beast! Yeah. Iowa legend. Sixties, wow. had. To, so you guys are in the trenches. You in guys the tre- wanna- no one's ever moved outside the <laughs> interior three. And maybe Lou in forty-seven was a tackle, but yeah. forty-seven. <laughs> Lou was a dog Jeez. out there. Yeah. <laughs> Lou had good feet. Big son of a bitch. <laughs> do you do? Uh, do you train with Jake Glazer in the off season? Do you uh, mix martial arts or what do you? Uh, any of those? I have things? a heavy bag in my gym. Oh yeah, yeah. you doing question mark kicks I'm on it? The, I, I'm not a big big kicker, but you know I'm working working hand speed. Were you a wrestler? I was not. I was at the gain weight, Pat. I went to one wrestling practice. I was like, holy shit. I got I to gain weight. I can't do this. <laughs> so, oh, because you had to. So my dad took me aside in eighth grade and was like, you know, you're kind of skinny, but you're super slow, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> and you need, to, you need to put on weight. I actually gained 100 pounds in one year. Damn. What'd you do? Just- I drank a gallon of milk before school Jeez. every day for a whole year. <laughs> what? Like, yeah, it's verified. You can verify it. <laughs> every day. Every single day. 
Is that good for you? I know it's horrible. I, I, my body rejects milk. <laughs> what year was it? Year was it? Uh, freshman to sophomore year of high school. Did you grow as well? Did that? Yeah, I grew like four inches and gained a hundred pounds. That's it's milk, unbelievable. Baby. Because oh. the milk every single morning. I probably hit a puberty too. <laughs> <laughs> you ever switch it up between white and chocolate or now two percent? Two percent. Give me the whole. Beads. Give me the thick stuff. Maybe yeah, on, a, on a day I was feeling weak, skim, but. <laughs> Still a gallon. AJ, go ahead, pal. <laughs> yeah, Ted, you mentioned how you feel like Cincy is where you you feel like you always should have been, or you should, you love it there. What? How early did you know that, and why do you why do you feel that way? Well, not that I always should have been. I'm, I was had great times in New England and Miami too. But um, when Cincinnati called, uh, you know, I signed right away. It didn't take much convincing. My family lives in Indy. I didn't even realize the weight of having my family so far away in my career. Um, and then just the guys, the coaching staff, all the way to the top. The organization is fun to fun to be there. I'm super excited. We start next Monday, and uh, the guys are great, and it's a talented team. And the town is, is super fun, man. It is it's, a good town. It's an unbelievable town. It's like Indy, but a little bit more aesthetic just because of the hills. Yeah, yeah, I got good mm. views. Yeah. A couple good views. Also, that casino down there, a good time. And there's <laughs> No a, smoking true. in there, too. It, it makes it a little bit better for me. It, yeah, I, me Not too. that I'm not kind of a no-smoking guy, but you, so you just don't smell like casino. Yeah, casino. hey, listen, I'm yeah. trying to have a good time. Why are you trying yeah. to put me to bed with all these thick air? <laughs> it's 2023. Let's go ahead and get rid of that whole thing. Whenever you go to Cincy and you realize they don't have an indoor practice facility, <laughs> is that something that you think about going in there, or is that a part of, like, your demands were you the reason why they put the uh the bubble up over the practice facility out there by the highway i think it was probably more joe but (laughs) (laughs) but i did enjoy the bubble late season that's a nice little bubble they put up too it is we're walking to practice it's cool you take or no we actually bust a few times we bust city city bus to practice gritty cincinnati winter hell yeah Yeah. since he's all in pack has a question for you ted So you had a chance to be with Bill Belichick. Now you with Zach Taylor, which is a, a very different of uh, styles. Yeah, styles, age, different. Resume. Um, what uh, did you take? Appearances, uh, yeah. everything, yeah. personality, uh, children, uh, ways of living, uh, clothes, yeah, uh, yachting abilities, right? Yeah, naval history knowledge. What? Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. Uh-huh. Those two are vastly different. Um, what did you get from Bill, from Zach? What's the difference between playing for Bill and playing for uh, Zach Taylor right now? Well, I thought it was so cool playing up in New England, just being like the most hardcore team. We practice hardcore, and then we go out and win. Hell yeah. And it was like, you know, gritty. My, I what? remember like rookie year, my lip split because it was so cold, and it just didn't shut until after the Super Bowl. It was just all playoffs, just bloody lipping. What? And, <laughs> and, but that I thought that was great. Dog. And then you win the Super Bowl, and it was awesome. Like, we won two, and, and then Zach Taylor, it's such a different style. of and But you still win games, and you still are tough. And But he's created a great culture there and you know obviously it starts with the quarterback but you know he's a a great offensive mind and this is the first time actually ever in my career that I've played for an offensive head coach which is refreshing as a center yeah yeah give you like some a, more yeah, ideas yeah, yeah. yeah a little bit of help maybe a little bit of that kind a little of bias going our way this time yeah, be <laughs> yeah. nice yeah uh-huh. one practice yeah we get a favor uh, was the narrative for you guys in the playoffs, like, were you guys actually genuinely pissed about that neutral site conversation and them selling tickets and, you know, all of that? When, and then you guys just walked into Buffalo and just kicked the shit out of them? Yes, we were upset about that. I, you know, obviously with that whole situation, I was just glad DeMar was healthy. Yeah. But then when you That's look at scary, it. That's scary, wasn't it? That was mm-hmm. man. That was the most electric I've ever seen a stadium and then complete silence. And then there was like a weird noise came off, like an alarm. 
and no one said anything. One of our running backs looked at me. He was like, hey, what was that, man? I go, I didn't say anything to him. And he goes, dude, what was that? I was like, I don't know, bro. I don't know what it <laughs> Super was. Super eerie, huh? Yeah. Super eerie. There, it was like crazy. That was serious. Complete silence. 70,000 people silent. What a great job by the first responders. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah crushed. I thought trainer crushed forget it. the name. I, I mean, I, I don't know the status of him now, but as far as the competitive standpoint, um, I think the more we were, we weren't worried about the Buffalo as much as we were about the division being decided by a coin flip. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Did not like that. Did not like that. But honestly, yeah, I mean, if we were to let the Ravens beat us twice, I mean, that's what we get. But we didn't let it happen. Well, that was kind of what everybody that was against you guys yeah. getting upset about yeah. it was easily saying, you know. But I think in the locker room, it is a little bit different. Like, hey, we've worked a hard, mm-hmm. this has been a long season yeah. for a coin flip to decide this kind of, but those were, the, uh, that game just went back to that game. Crit prime time. Dude, mm-hmm. and then they came back on TV. We see, mm-hmm. like, you guys was, had to was, see that before we did. I, I guess. didn't even, I didn't really know. I thought he got knocked out. I was right there and, and, you know, said a quick prayer. And then they shuffled everyone off. And I didn't realize it was such an emergency till I saw the, the CPR. Going That's on. scary. It dude. was uh, unbelievable, really. And, yeah. That's some heavy stuff. You guys bounce back, obviously, beat the Ravens, do your thing. Mm-hmm. You guys are a football team that I think nobody wants to see, including the Pittsburgh Steelers. <clears throat> Turn this as a question for you. Uh, T. Higgins was talking about that you guys uh, a big ping pong locker room. The big boys get involved yeah. in that, or you guys have your own games? Oh, yeah. I'm O-line champion. Oh, oh, hell yeah. oh yeah, you are. Uh, we knew that, yeah. by the way. We I, knew that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I get involved. Um, I would say, yeah, uh, Mitch Wilcox, Trent Taylor, Joey B. There's a, there's a pretty Where's good Where's the O-lineman Tyler ranking Boyd. the ping pong player? Man, I don't think I've, I don't think I've busted the top ten yet. Busted. Oh, line. that's oh, bad no. luck for the offensive lineman. Yeah, we got. I got. I got to run it more. You know, they have I, I, their days are a little bit less stressful. O line's the most stressful football day. I would say every day. It's not. It's not really. I don't feel like ping pong on, <laughs> on a Wednesday, eleven thirty a.m. when people are really playing. You know? No, that's what I'm saying. Sure. Like, yeah, <laughs> like my position. I got time. Like if every that day. locker room had every day. If ping pong was the sport of locker room. I'm in there. I'm putting in hard hours. I'm hours. Hours I'm putting in work. Oh, yeah. And then you're waltzing out of that meeting, miserable. <laughs> Fucking miserable. Tired, miserable. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're a dipper or not. Normally, offensive linemen have a half a tin in Three there. months off, Pat. Three months off. Hey. Congratulations. Let's go. Training camp's right around the corner. Hey, I, I, yeah, I, I feel like I've just replaced it with uh, all the different brands of um, fake tobacco now. Oh, Zen? Yeah, Zen. Oh, so oh, you're, you're yeah, you're off tobacco. Yeah, I'm off Grizzly. I, I did Grizzly for for 16 years. Okay, hey, you're hey, congrats. That's <laughs> yeah, not yeah. easy. Not easy. Wintergreen started when you were 10. AJ, that's uh, not easy. Uh, I was I was Wintergreen, and then once I got into the league, I switched to pouches. All right, yeah, well, congrats smart. on stopping and getting out. Yeah, Green Bear pouch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so you would come in with a whole tin of Grizzly. Right out of that miserable meeting, and I would just hit a ball. And be like, "Hey, you want to play some ping pong? Got like twenty minutes before your next thing." And you, yeah, I guess we'll do that. I'd been warming up for two hours. <laughs> you oh, know yeah. what I mean? Right in the middle of your day, we can go though. Yeah, but yeah, got, exactly. Yeah. That you have to say yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, in front of the whole crew, have to. <laughs> and then I'm just fucking. You're you're cooked, absolutely mm-hmm. cooked. Spinning me. And then you got to go to practice, and during practice, I'm still doing nothing. You're doing your thing. Hey. You're practicing much better than ping pong early. Like, it's a whole – you're right. Offensive linemen don't get as much time with the locker room games. And when they do get to play them, never in a good state of mind. Always normally miserable <laughs> throughout it all. So, that's a tough judgment. I'm happy you're the guy, though. Top 10, not even being in. It's a bad look for the whole offensive line group. Alex Cap is going to be pissed that I said that. He's, he, yeah. he's a player. Oh, he's in there, but he, I beat him plenty. 
I like that. <laughs> Sounds like you guys got a great locker room. Yeah. I hope the world gets to experience it. How can we buy some of these hats and support the cause, the amazing things that you're doing? Thank you so much. TheCincyHat.com and TheIndyHat.com. 100% of the proceeds go to the Village of Marici. Hey, good hats. Let's yeah. go. Boys got them on their head right now. Yeah. We got polos, too. We got a bunch of gear coming out, a bunch of Season 2 Cincy stuff. Um, so your company is called Cincy? It's called the Cincy Hat Project. Yeah. It's not even a company. This is just all 100% charity. Good. Yeah, good product. That pole is sick. Thank you, yeah, Donald unreal. Ross. I'll plug them. There's, uh, Donald Ross and Imperial Hats. Hey, good people. <laughs> good yeah. business. Oh. Good God. The CincyHat.com, the IndyHat.com. Help Ted help people out. You're an incredible football player, and I think you're a legendary human, if I had to guess. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you'll come on the show again. Anytime, Pat. I, I mean, I'm in Indy all the time, so that'd be awesome. Hey, go coach those kids up. What are you going to say today? Hey, let's have good technique. Let's get off on a ball. I think I might show a little emotion. I'm fired up now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, was, I, uh, I was getting a little sleepy after lunch, but after being on stage here, I'm ready to go. Well, you should do the up yours, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I should. Foxy, can we run that one more time? <laughs> You said you were embarrassed by this. This is one of the great videos. I wasn't video embarrassed. I was embarrassed about being viral. Oh, okay, yeah. about all the attention. Yeah, yeah. yeah Offensive hey. lineman. Yeah. Sure. Yep. But it's with a C on the chest. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> you. Right up yours, Tennessee. Fuck you. Whole state. Fuck you. Whole state. I'm so scared. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to Nashville, so I told my family Uh-oh. they shouldn't come. Yeah, I like everything about that. The whole state of Tennessee, you made eye contact with somebody there, too. I did. Yeah. I, I remember, I'll remember him to my dying day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Ted Kerr. He's hosting the V Conference right here in Indianapolis in a few weeks, where he has a fucking stadium, yeah. NFL stadium he's running out, yep. and 45 speakers. Everybody that you have ever heard of that speaks will be at this V Conference, and currently... Hailing from a hurt back in a pickup basketball game where a below-average basketball player made Gary V his bitch. Ladies and gentlemen, five-time New York Times bestseller, absolute icon living, Gary V. Gary, I got bullied you, you, bro. He bullied you. Look at this shit. I sit down. I sit down, Gary. How old are you, Gary? I'm 47. I just want it to be known the only reason I'm on is because Pac-Man's on. And I wouldn't be hanging with you knuckleheads if the legend wasn't in the building. Understandable. Oh, Pac, yeah. do you know Gary? Yes, yes, I know Gary. What up, my boy? I had a chance to chill with man. Gary. Doing Super Bowl time. Um, yeah, I know everybody, Pat. You always ask me that. You actually do. So does Gary V. I think, mm-hmm. except for yeah. the guy that hurt his back this morning. You said you're 47. I've seen video of you playing pickup basketball. You're still going very hard in pickup basketball games at the age of 47. <laughs> Do you see that stopping anytime soon? Will this slow you down? Or is this only making you hungrier to get back out on that court, Gary? Pat, you know what it is? This new basketball era of like 140 to 137 where nobody plays defense is something that's unacceptable. So I go out there and I play 90s Knicks basketball. I'm trying to foul on every play. You do. There's no ref. We can't call it. Oh, here it is. This was huge. Killed that guy. That was clean, by the way. Dude. That was clean. Okay. I just want you to know uh, Gary. Yeah. Do you get punched in the face ever? I mean, do you get punched in the face in any of these pickup games? Because I've seen a couple of your fouls, okay? And I understand. I respect the way you view basketball. You're going to like this. Okay. It's going to land with this crew because this is a sharp crew you've always had. Sharp. I grow. This is the best part of growing up in New Jersey. 
You know exactly who you can foul hard and you know exactly who you can. I've not been punched in the face because I'm too smart to foul the wrong dude in the wrong way. Got it. That's because we watch the clips and we worry. Yeah. Because yeah, gonna... every pickup game that I've been in, I'm like, I sh- you see a guy do that. It's like immediate. On site. So it's always you. like an immediate thing, uh-huh. but I'm happy to there's always. There's always four. There's always four to five people on the court that you know want no heat. They're soft. They're like California basketball players, and so that's kind of where I'm at. I, I just assess the situation, Pat. Go ahead, AJ. Gary, what about this below-average guy that fouled you? It sounds like he fouled the wrong guy. Didn't he know you're not the guy to foul? Yeah. And did you hurt yourself? The worst part is Sonny works for me. He's like scared shitless night right now, walking oh, around the building. No, yeah, Sonny. He's Sonny. He's dead. Sonny's man. worried. Sonny's worried, Should but. Be. He did the right thing. It was a clean block. I'm pissed about it. I really wish I didn't text Pat back and tell him the truth of the situation. I wish I made up a better story. Now everybody who matters, because that's who listens to this show, knows that no, no. I got blocked. Oh. I got blocked by a whack ass player. Yeah, <laughs> Sonny. Sonny's below average. I mean, that is the, we don't have a full scouting report on him, but those that know him well, they're his boss and such, say that he's a below average player out there on the hardwood. I think what everybody will take from this is that you are still playing hard-nosed fucking pickup basketball at the age of 47. Is that normal? I don't think that's – is this is there anywhere you're stopping? Are you playing until you're 60, 70 years old? I'd like to. My brother keeps trying to get me to switch to golf. He's like, you're not – you know, you shouldn't be playing this shit. But I just love it too much. Yeah, just love the thrill of body sore for five I minutes. love. I love. I love the thrill of going like – four for 29 from the field good, you know feeling like it was a good day that the jumper was on <laughs> oh it's amazing tone Diggs has a question for you what about the fives gary what about playing pickleball i mean we saw you give motivational bro. speeches do you actually play too yeah bro i i'm i'm actually probably the thing i'm best at is racket sports i'm i'm solid in ping pong and tennis and pickleball and i bought a team in that league um the i'm fives. happy with that the fives. I'm, you know, I'm practicing. I'm using the pickleball team to prep for owning the Jets. Smart. So, Smart. you know, I've, I've learned, you know, actually repping UFC fighters has propped me most for the Jets. There's nothing, you know, Vayner Sports, we rep a lot of guys. The thing that's devastating, football's fun, baseball's fun. Repping UFC fighters, when Steep, we rep Stipe. When Stipe got knocked out by Francis, that was like the worst day of my life. When you like love someone and you really know them and they're part, like, you know, you you shank a punt, Pat, and I yeah. rep you. Eh, it's a bad play, da da da. Right? Like, yeah, we'll you know, move on. you know, AJ like misses a sack. Fine, but happen. when you get knocked the fuck out, <laughs> yeah, that's and tough. you love the guy, it's the worst. Yeah, you guys have been doing a lot of that representation stuff, right? I mean, even uh, NIL is that the next big business for you? Because remember, we asked you a radio row. And you speak about owning the fives to mm-hmm. get to. You got a teenager who's a dog. Oh my beast. god! On the fives, that that young kid who won yes. five. He's a dog. He's amazing. He's a dog. But you're oh, gonna, dude! Oh, yes, yes, he's great. Yeah, you're going to own the Jets someday. And I asked you a radio right. row. I said, "How are you going to get there?" Right? Because this money now to get there is big. You said you have a path. Is the agency going to be one of those paths? You think? You think it's going to be a good? Yeah, I think you know. Yeah, I think Vayner Sports will be a big business. I think Vayner Vayner X, the marketing. Co- you know, we're ready. You know, a business that does $350 million a year in revenue, 2,000 people. It's a big-ass business. V Friends, I'm building my Pokemon. You know, uh, Sesame Street IP business. That will be built over the next 20 years. Accurate, Aaron. Right. Accurate, Aaron. Yeah. 
Accurate, Aaron. Did you like that? I like how you guys talked about the elbow that I drew, like a nutsack. I thought that was a great observation. What happened? Was Did you do that on purpose? Is that why you liked us bringing it out? Because like every artist has the no. thing. You know where that came from? I'll tell you exactly what. Popeye. Remember how Popeye Oh, hell yeah. Like that big fucking elbow he had and the chin. I think that, I think that that's where that came from. Okay. Well, I'm happy that Accurate Aaron has it. So you, the V Friends, VaynerX, Vayner Sports. I assume you do real estate too or no? Not yet, but you know, like we're on our path. You're awesome. Hell yeah. Bro, bro, here's the best part. When Aaron's a jet, the Monday morning interviews that we're going to be doing together, I I feel like I'm pretty much probably going to have to be a Monday morning regular because the emotion is going to be high. Okay. The receipts are going to be printing at scale. I'm feeling very motivated for our fall together. Gary, me too. The videos of you after games, okay? (laughs) Like this right here either so mad or so pumped, have been a great addition to the NFL sports media. Just would like Thank to you. let you know that. The fucking receipts thing. Oh, oh my gosh. We, Guys, we were down. We were, I mean, that game was over. Like, that was a stunner. And I hate Cleveland. The city, the team, the people. I hate Cleveland. Thanks. Hell yeah. Got it, yeah. Okay. Oh, geez. Cleveland. Gary, what's what's uh, what's the expectations for you and the rest of the Jets fans with Aaron under center if he eventually gets there? Is it Super Bowl or bust? I think, you know, I'm praying to God that it's a two-year deal so it doesn't have to be Super Bowl or bust. You know, when you haven't made the playoffs for a longer period of time than any North American sports team, you know, it's hard to go from that directly to a Super Bowl championship. You know, I think for me personally, given how strong the team around it is, you'd like to see them win a playoff game, right? And so, like, I would be fine with, like, a jab setting up a right hook where this year's a big progression and then we go for the jugular in year two, but we, you know, we've got to see where his mind's at, how it all sets up. But I think the way the Jets are moving, I think they're looking at it as a two-year window. My hope is that it's a two-year contract and then you can kind of build. Yeah, we're sparring. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all sparring. We're all sparring. And then you never know, bang! bang! You never know when it's going to come. You know, that's, uh, we're sparring. Pat, by the way, by the way, on that, great job at WrestleMania, brother. I'm so, honestly, there are literally fewer humans. There's a, a handful of humans on earth that I'm happier for than you. The way your life is evolving, the way your life is evolving, it's a fucking blessing, man. I'm really happy for you. Gary, we appreciate that. You were one of the first interviews whenever we started the show. You were one of the first people and you said on the program, you said, uh, I'm predicting, I believe is what you said, I'm predicting within the next 24 months, you'll be in WrestleMania and you'll do this whole thing and then like every once in a while, we'll get it re-sent to us and I'm like, he had that coffee and he didn't drink any of it, remember? Oh, yeah. I'm not drinking, this is just a prop, he <laughs> yep. said. I'm not drinking any of this. But pretty much everything. I think the, I think the, I think the other thing I said in the show was that this was going to be a cultural phenomenon. And you guys have delivered again on one of my predictions. I appreciate that. And I love seeing this thing evolve. I'm cheering for all of you, especially Pac-Man. And I hope everyone's well. Hell yeah, Pac-Man has a question for you, actually. Pac-Man joined the team here recently. Mm-hmm. Has been a great, yeah. you know, hiring... And with Sonny, who knows if he's going to yeah. still be around or not after he hurts the guy, the boss's back. Hiring is a difficult thing to do. We have a good energy in here. You know what I mean? We have a good... So, I, like, people always say, like, hey, what you guys got, you should bottle it, you know, and try to keep it forever. 100%. I'm always scared to hire somebody and ruin it. Of course. So when Pac-Man came into the Thunderdome, what a home run mm-hmm. this fucking guy has been. We're very lucky for it. He has a question for you, though, G. Hey, Gary, you said that y'all going to take this slow. Are the Jets fans willing to be okay for one year and then 
get it going? No. I, I don't know because the Jets fans are, no. are kind of hard. Like no. they like the Philly fans. They're that New York media. I don't think I don't think Aaron have time to wait for two years. I think if he go there, they're a playoff contender. He have to he have, he will produce. They have to produce. Is what I'm saying. But do you think that the fans of the Jets would be okay with a subpar year? Not a subpar year. Pac-Man, you're observing again. Like, I believe every Jet fan, the second Aaron's locked and this is done, is going to expect them to win the Super Bowl. On the flip side, I've been waiting for this shit for 40-plus years. <laughs> if you tell me we go 11-6 and six this year and win a playoff game and, like, battle, like, like get a you know, second-round AFC championship game, that's a build, especially if he's locked in for year two. Yeah. The problem is... Is he going to be like the last time we took a Packer legend quarterback? It was a one and done year, wow. and then he took, and then he took the Vikings to the NFC Championship game. And so, you, you know, like for me, if he's locked in for two years, then I look at it as a two year window. But will most fans? No, most fans. The day that that deal happens, are going to run out and get their jersey, whether whether Joe Willie allows them to wear number twelve or not, whatever number it's going to be, they're going to go run out and get it, and they're going to think we're going to win the Super Bowl. I've watched every play since 1982. I never believe we could be up 49 nothing <laughs> in the Super Bowl with 13 seconds left, and I won't believe it until the three zeros hit the board. That's why, and that's why your videos, your post game yeah. oh, yeah. video selfies are right. always so good because that game's already been over for a long time or been won for a long time. But until that thing's over, we go right to the Instagram, mm -hmm. and it's right here, <laughs> and it is. Incredible. We hope that it happens for you. Honestly. Thank you, brother. It feels like Greeny's the same way. Oh, yeah. Greeny's like a miserable Jets fan as well. And it feels like optimism is high. Is this this is new territory, right? This is brand new territory? I mean, it's been high before when we got far, but like the Rex years were good. We went to back to back AFC championship games. You yeah. guys know. Yeah, you, you know us. specifically, Pat. Yeah, yeah, played us, yeah. I remember. Rex mm -hmm. Ryan, they hit a game winner against us. Mm -hmm. Good team. I was at I was at that game. Good well, we do you a remember, wonderful game. Do you remember we called a timeout? You guys had like second down. There was like fifty some seconds left. Okay, and they were. Yep. And then we hit Braylon, and then we hit Braylon Edwards in the corner of the sideline. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it turned it from like a fifty-yard field goal mm -hmm. to like mm -hmm. a twenty-some-yard oh, field goal. Oh boy! Yeah, and that timeout. Yep. A lot of people were like, "Why did we? Why do we special?" I would. I would have traded. I would have traded that victory for the year before. Why? The year before was the the year before we lost the AFC Championship. Game. Yeah, but we let you guys in. Remember, we lost on purpose. Who did they lose the AFC Championship to us? No, yeah, we lost on purpose to you guys to let you guys in. Remember? So I thought you should have been nice to us, kind to us, and then when we yeah when we win, you know, it's not that big of a deal. You know what? I should really thank you now for the best day of my life. Beating the Patriots in New England in a playoff game, spitting on that stadium when the Jets won that game when they did all the flips and went and played you guys. I spent the first fifteen minutes of that game after it ended, just spitting on the ground in Foxborough, just to let them know, like, I was just, I've never yeah, been happy. Yeah, spit, I was like, just like, <laughs> it was the, watching those yes. entitled fans. Do you know how entitled Patriot fans are? No, Especially under 35 years old. Spitting on that stadium in the face of those 35-year-old Patriot Gary, fans. Yes. Gary, 
Gary, here's the guy right here. You're spinning. Yep. Connor. Yeah, thanks a lot, Gary. I guess, you know, I won't <laughs> be going to VCon now. But uh, wow. speaking of VCon, I liked how you mentioned how this year for the Jets might be like a, you know, a jab, similar to your jab, 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 right hook method. Yeah. Right hook being VCon. Pat mentioned all the guys that uh, you have and going girls. there to speak yes. in girls. Uh, John Taffer being the yes. one I'm looking yep. forward to most. How did you decide on who to bring in for VCon? You know, once once Pat said no because wow. of family stuff, I had to start really thinking. But, like, whether it's Andrew Schultz. Great. Right? Oh, yeah. Is he just going to be whether wide open up there? He's just doing a set? He's doing a set. Who the fuck? You know, that's going to be amazing. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then we have a lot of business people um, and just a lot of marketers, owners of teams. Dave Blitzer owns, like, a piece of the Sixers and Devils. And then, like, Damon John or Deepak Chopra. Like, it was just people that I think could bring value. Eric Thomas is going to hype up everyone. You know, he E.T.? E.T.? E.T.'s going to be there. E.T. spoke um, to our team. He spoke to our team one time. It was an incredible. Kill Mind or Guy Raz. Like, Ooh. like Jesse Itzler's a beast. He can kill the mic. Um, no, I'm really excited about it. It's, it's just people that I think would bring value to, you know, what we did with the NFT was different. We made it about. Yeah, you get the collectible, but you also get a ticket to three years of a super conference. And so there's so many entrepreneurs, so many operators, so many creators, so many, you know, just good people in our community. And I just brought speakers that I thought could deliver the most value. Okay, so let me um, let me ask a question as a stooge here, because this particular world I do not know much about. We've obviously been offered by a lot of people to get into the NFT world whenever it became a big buzz, and then we did yep. not hop in because I didn't fully understand it. It yep. At the time of people explaining it, they're like, NFTs have always been around. You get tickets as emails and things like that, and it's like, okay, so we're calling those NFT nows. That would have to be what would carry the value of the NFTs if it got you access to other things. Do you think that's how you've seen it from the beginning? Like, hey, if you buy this, not only is it an art, but it also provides value down the road to get you access to things, as opposed to some people that were just selling NFT as art, and they're like, yeah, this is $40,000. What does it get you? Uh, you just own it. It's like, I don't think I understand that. I'm a fifth grader here. I don't yeah. think I fully understand a screenshot. But yeah, it's not, it's not a screenshot, as you know, because it's on the blockchain versus the internet. People are going to start realizing what that all means. Right. Of course. To your point, like I said, when at the height of it, I started making tons of videos saying 99% are going to zero because 99% of 86, 87 Fleer rookie cards are not worth anything, but Michael Jordan's worth 250000 right? Like, like there's collectibles, like a, a rare transformer that came out in 1985 can be on eBay right now for $5,000, but most toys are not that. So NFTs can be collectibles, but it's going to be 1%. Spider-Man number one, Superman number one, the first appearance of Black Panther, Michael Jordan rookie card. A Pat McAfee rookie card is worth dick shit. A Michael Jordan Agreed. rookie card is worth a lot, right? Agreed. So it's like that. To your point, and you were heading down this way, the reason it's going to be a big technology is it's going to be utilities built on top of these contracts, but we're 30 seconds in, and the same reason all the stocks on the internet collapsed in the late 90s because the hype outpaced the reality, but then it took 20 years for the reality to catch up. I think the same thing will happen here, and on the collectible part, look, Andy Warhol and Jackson Pollock, people that collected those paintings in the 60s and 70s, made a fucking fortune, yeah. but unfortunately, that's only 1% of at 1% of 1%. And so 
there'll be five to 10 artists and projects during this era that in 20 years people will look back and be like, shit, that was the right move. But the reason so much is down is because everyone speculated, gold rush, it got overhyped, and now the real building will happen over the next five years. Board Ape is always going to be. Oh, yeah. Board Ape, the, yep. your NFTs, because they're going to get into these V conferences that have 100 speakers right. that are all at the top of the game. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you so much making time here with your injury Love back. You guys. What an IR you had here. Yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Gary V. Yeah. Yeah. You too, buddy. You too. So we're supposed he was supposed to be on 245. <laughs> we blew right through that. He definitely had a three and a three fifteen. Oh yeah. But he he entered a few things while while we I seen there. that, mm-hmm. yeah. But I also didn't know if it was the back locking up. Oh could have been. true. You know what I mean? When he sat back and grabbed the thing, that could have been like a mm-hmm. you know what I mean, AJ? Yeah, I guess I w- if we had more time, I wanted to ask him, you know, like the collecting that super expensive art that's like a tax shelter deal that the billionaires and super millionaires do i wonder if what? you get the nf if you can get the nfts to do that Waxy. then maybe you're in business oh what are you saying I, I know it from a very rudimentary level i'm not smart enough to understand completely how they do it but yeah owning those things it keeps you from paying taxes that's not gary's game okay gary is fucking going out on yes. saturday mornings to random people's houses and garage sales and pay and like he mentioned Picking up that transformer that's yeah. sitting there boom. for you know fifty cents, and then boom, he's turning around and he's selling it on eBay for ten thousand dollars. Let's go to the five hour energy phone line as we wrap up this glorious Tuesday. It's been a good Tuesday. Hell yeah, mm-hmm. it's been a hell of a Tuesday. Smart. Packed out. one percent of the one percent. Okay, right. think about that. What utilities are tied to them? Do you know what uh, he's talking about? I don't. I oh, think like is that the concerts and the yeah. stuff that it come with. I guess it's all yeah. on the blockchain. Yeah. Not the internet. And people will start understanding what that means. Okay, I hope so. I've heard about it for a long time. Yeah. I, I understand they're, I understand they're each. It's a blockchain. You get it. Their own thing. I, yeah. It's never. I've never been able to get it, but I'm sure I am just an idiot. <laughs> but that is uh, that NFT run where people had man. That was you should crazy. have seen the shit we were getting offered to pitch and sell at that time, because our show obviously was an internet show yeah. that was doing pretty well at the time. In which NFTs kind of came into the world. Not saying they were created then, but when it got like big push, boy, some of the shit I was reading, I was like, this seems fake. Yeah, how are they doing? That's you not- still have some of those cards. Remember when you opened up those cards live on air? Yeah, that were right. I think the NFT type deal. Zion dunking on the Sacramento Kings. We still got that one. A, they're worth a billion dollars, I heard. Now. That yeah. one value, I think, has gone down a little bit. No. Yeah, you might be able to get a McDouble with that. Pack. <laughs> <laughs> We don't need more of this, okay? We already have enough toxicity. All right. Don't need you bringing attention to that type of stuff. That's the fraternity. Yeah, you're right. Community. I just like to say real quick. Yeah, you're right. That's terrible. I'm sorry. I That's out that. of touch. It is. Mm-hmm. It is a, what up. was that all about? What was it? I, I'm not getting into it. You name it. Ham, lettuce, green, tomatoes, chicken. Hang, 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 hang. None of this matters. There's an alien at Donald Trump's uh, hearing. Yeah, so. full blown. On video. Not even kidding. Multiple of them, they're saying. There's a video in the group text. Today? Right now. Yep. Minute, while, while Teddy Karras was here. There he is. Now, you, you got to watch the video. Yeah. What is that? Guy's breathing out of his ears. Be good for and at least his, a woman, but it, not for fucking. His eyes are also uh, very interesting. What is this? There's an alien at, at Trump's. Uh, yeah. Trial or whatever. Couple of them. Look at look at the dome on that guy. All right, 
I don't need that in my life. What, what are we? Yeah, what is that? Calculating. Well, yeah, two sets of eyelids, one this way. Wait, one that what's way. his ear? What's going on in his ears? That's, that's how he breathes. I hear you. <laughs> I wonder who this dude is. Alien one, yeah. two, four, five, seven. Yeah, we I mean, know. the internet's going to find out. This person's going to, you they, know. They said there are answer, multiple people who look just like talking. him. What are they doing? I don't know. Oh, this is the internet. I mean, why is the internet always doing this? Yeah. Will we ever get an answer from that very weird-looking fellow right here that is clearly being recorded by somebody? Yep. Uh, he's in way. He's in the. I don't like when his He's just at it. it. And then he has a green he's tie. People are saying. Force. All right, let's go to the phones. Let's go to the five range phone lines. Let's go to Alicia in California. Alicia, what's going on? <laughs> How you doing, Patting the boys? Hey, what's your name? Just make sure I have it pronounced right. Yeah, you pronounce wrong. It's Elijah. You all good, though. Elijah. I mean, that would have been difficult for anybody to type in here, especially Mitt. There's no way. Elijah. Yeah, Elijah, I apologize for that, obviously. Thank you for calling. What do you want to talk about? I just want to get y'all thoughts on, like, Trey Lance. I know y'all roast him and everything earlier, but, like, oh, get it. let's get to the stuff on the field. Like, you feel me? Y'all think he's going to get an opportunity to play this season with Brock Purdy being injured at the beginning of the season? Do you want him or to play, like, Elijah? Hell yeah, I'm a Niner fan. Die hard. Okay, so you Niner fans would like to see Trey Lance, I assume, or if Brock Purdy can get back with how good they were with Brock Purdy, let's put Brock Purdy right back in there. I wouldn't necessarily say all Niner fans. I would say a portion because Trey Lance never got the opportunity to showcase what he got in a talent or anything like that. Agreed. I don't think we'll ever know. No, he hasn't played football since 2019. Right, we only got to see him for two weeks. Yeah, He's throwing dimes, though, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. with Patrick Mahomes. And if he's able to walk around with that hairline, I mean, he's a confident guy. <laughs> yes, he is. For sure. We know he's a very confident guy. Ain't that right, AJ? Yeah, I guess we just don't know. We haven't seen him play enough yet, and it's been a long time since he's really been out there for an extended period. So. And we weren't roasting him. We were only saying what the internet. Right. Yes. Like, this you. video, this picture should have been taken in Ooh. from people that are respectable humans. Yep. Hey, Trey Lance is working with Patrick Mahomes. That's amazing. And Dante Moore, the quarterback, freshman, supposed to be like maybe one of the best ball throwers in the history of throwing balls. Pac-Man seen him only throw five incompletions in 25 games. Absurd. In this entire hey, thing. This picture is going viral. Put a head on. That's what somebody should probably tell us. But maybe Trey said, I don't care. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, he just cares about ball. That's who I am. Yeah. Ball. What Everyone you, knows how good he looks with a ball cap on, too. He showed it in that video. So maybe he said, hey, now they got to fucking, you know, get a little dial of truth and see how my hair really looks. Yeah, take it in. Reverse widow's peak. Pretty sweet. Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. Yep. Brother. Or do the Dallas Shag. Dallas Shag. Yeah. Or the Ronaldo. Is, well, is Pac saying that Hulk's hair was fake? Those were extensions? Is he saying that? But we can't dive back in this. Group. Yes. Yeah, we can't. No. Yes. No, you didn't say I that. I think it was his hair. Mark. He just bleached it. Just bleached it super blonde. Him and Dion had in, the same person do the hair. Who? Hulk and Dion. No, Hulk, Hulk didn't have the Dion. Hulk should have yeah. got the Dion. Could you imagine Hulk? Oh, yeah. With <laughs> the Erlacher, Dion. I wish. Full helmet all the way down. Mm-hmm. Oh, my so God. Sick. Oh, my God. Instead, we just got Scarlet Hulk with real hair. Right. Real hair. <laughs> Boom. Brother. Look at that. A thousand percent real. Yes. God Go back to man. that other picture you showed me. That was younger Hulk. Yeah. Well, go to uh, go to old, old, go to now Hulk. Yeah. Because his hair looks the best now it that does. it's ever looked. It does. Kind of has the cleanest sheer mm-hmm. going down. You know, him and Brett Michaels yeah, both have kind of mastered the tying of the... The bandana yep. 
to fit and be comfortable perfect to look super cool. They, they, they accessorize the bandana with the rest of the fit and then let the hair flow. I just thought Brett never took it off. The bandana? Yeah. Well, sometimes you got to shake it yeah. out. You're Brett Michaels. Mm-hmm. Ain't the right, AJ? You know him better than we do. You hang out with him. Yeah, I would assume, yeah, he's got to shake it out sometimes. Have you ever right? seen him shaking it out? I don't believe so, no. I mean, I've seen him on stage jumping around going crazy, but. You've never seen him shake his hair out? There it is. I don't know if I have. <laughs> Boom. Hell yeah, brother. And that mm. ain't Paul that's from his. Tr- that's from his trial. Those yeah. are bad times, hard yeah. times. He won, hard though. Congrats, he did. Terry. Had a baby, Terry. Yeah. Let's go to another phone call here on the Five Energy Phone Line. Let's go to Jake. We did beat COVID, though. We yep. brought that up a little yeah. bit. Yeah, huge. I this, thought we did like a couple years ago, but like, is it official? We celebrated it seven times a year and a half ago. <laughs> we did. Now it seems like others are, so we might have jumped the gun a bit, but I am thankful that we finally got to the point where we have beat COVID. I did read some of the quote tweets yeah. from the initial tweet stating that it has now been no longer deemed an emergency. Mm-hmm. Is there some people, happy? Some people aren't happy about this. No. A lot of marks out there. Some people, some people aren't happy that it's no longer uh, Bullshit. a national emergency. That's right. Thanks for nothing, Biden. Some people are tweeting that. <laughs> yeah, they are. They, they, a lot of people are. Yeah. I'm what very are confused doing? by it. I don't. What do we? What? What? That's a bad. That's a. Yeah. Shouldn't you be happy that the no. that they said it's over? I mean, after they three, know something more than we do, though, right? What are we gonna bitch about now, Tony? It ain't about that. No, Tony. <laughs> it's more so after three years, some people just want a reason to sit inside and bob their baloney all day. And guess what? Now you don't have a reason. I could give you a reason. It's Tuesday. Okay. Boom. Move along. <laughs> yeah. Now go outside for a couple <laughs> minutes without a mask. Breathe some air. I don't want to do it. Go back inside. Yeah, exactly. Right back to the Stand on your mirror, Tone. Stand on your mirror. Grab your nair. (laughs) Uh Experience a little burn and a bop. What? (laughs) No, but honestly, these people that, like, the White House is representing the party, right, that has been the most um, safe, we'll say. Right? Cautious. Cautious. Most vocal. Yeah. Concerned. Yeah. The more concerned about... So that, that particular says hey no longer and then you got people that are like no we know better than you do still mm-hmm. and we would just like to know what those people know that we don't know right that's yes. what we kind of exactly that's all yeah. we want to kind of know mm-hmm. what do you know that yeah. now the white house is saying that what what do they what do you know that the white house doesn't know good question because that'd be kind to all of us and we'd like to hear that yeah and just to clarify one statement you said before you don't if you're gonna nair and then bop you should wear like rubber gloves or something yeah just because if you have Nair still on your hands. Yeah. Nair is a burner. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be tough. Let's go to the folks. Good disclaimer. But you're right. If people want to stick inside and bop all the time, do what you got to do. A lot of homebodies out there. Yeah, right. exactly. And you mentioned some of the people who are more concerned. Like, there has been kind of a swords put down where you can have a conversation with someone wearing a mask and they don't judge you anymore, really. I'm being told that there is now a contingency of our – Viewers that are in the comments section uh, calling one half of the hammer Dad. Cowboys, Tone Diggs, Tone Carlson. Oh. So, <laughs> that that right wing cowboy back that is at as hard as a rock. That is Tone cur- as hard as a rock. Who's Carlson? Let's go to James in Columbus, Ohio. James, what do you want to talk about? If that guy's right down the middle, then yeah, call me it. Long time Sue me. Time that. How are you guys doing? Hey, keep it keep moving. moving. Life is good, James. Thank you. Yeah, so uh, I was listening here. I'm working working my job, and 
Gary V, I don't know what it does, but that dude drives me absolutely fucking crazy. What do you do for a living, James? Whoa, what do you do for a living? Con man. I work at a normal nine to five job as, at an IT job, just kind of working on computers, doing that type of stuff. Well, why don't you? Slang and NFTs. Always talking about something where money can't be found, telling people that they need to quit their job, go yard sale to yard sale, <laughs> oh. and then literally inherited all of his money. So I don't understand. Whoa! 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 Jeez! James had to get some shit off his chest. He I, did. I don't know. Hey, listen. There's no need to get personal. Listen, when Gary Whoa. V is in the paint of the internet, he's going to get dunked on every once in a while. Sure. That's the way it goes. Part of the game. It is part of the game. I love that guy's passion, though. James not happy. No, he's not. I was just sitting here listening. And I can't take it anymore. Okay. You guys called in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got yeah. to call and wait on First time caller. He probably listens to the show all the time. Gary V comes out. He's like, you know what? Today's, today's not, the day. Not today. Where's my fucking phone? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you done it, Gary. You draw a reaction no matter yeah. what you do. Right. Yeah. Five time. Last phone call here. Do we want to go uh, Montana, Chicago, Pennsylvania, Texas, or Colorado? Montana. Montana. Hunter in Montana, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, boy? Hey, hanging out. What are you, what are you doing? Sharpening skates. I'm just at my job right now. What do you do? I grow weed. Hell yeah. Boom. Hey, great weed in Montana, I, I will say. I, I went to Montana this Hell year yeah. for college game day, stopped by a dispensary. I found myself rather higher than normal places <laughs> that I would stop at. I thought you guys did good with the weed over there. Thank you for your service to the Montana community with the medicine and the vitamins that you provide the world. What do you want to talk about, Hunter? Hey, I was just wondering, what the fuck is going on with the 49ers, man? We keep getting so close, but somehow we always are one play, one player away from winning the Super Bowl, man. AJ, why don't you tell them what's up with the 49ers, pal? Or maybe it's just hard to win a Super well, Bowl. It's, it is tough to win a Super Bowl, but also when you're in prime position to do that and you have nine quarterbacks go down in one game, it tends mm-hmm. to go against you a little bit. Yeah, yeah that luck. That was the mm-hmm. most unlucky quarter in the yeah. history of football, let yep. alone like championship football or mm-hmm. playoff football, just football in general mm-hmm. at all the key positions, just like quarterback at – Mike linebacker, uh, defensive end, uh, all because of freak things. Yep. It just happened all in one quarter. That's tough, and I guess that is what he's talking about. How come we always get uh, – is there some sort of curse over there that we don't know oh, of? Uh, is there something going on? I don't think so. I don't know if it's a curse, but they have just got bit by the bug, and it feels like they might not know. <clears> oh, they got kicked out of their stadium. I was going to say, but now oh. that COVID is officially no longer a national emergency, then maybe that has kind of – is level the playing field. Jerry Rice still the champion of tailgating? Yes. Always yes. has okay, been. Okay, then that's not that be. then. There's no reason for you to force that one in here. Just been Remember, Jerry had that big goat necklace. He's trying okay. to take his curses. Mm-hmm. I mean, with Shanahan. That could have been a curse. That's what, if he didn't have the Jerry rice aroni. That's right. Jalapeno cheddar. Was, so good. Was oh it actually a ghoul or a goblin that Joe Montana fucking put that football right through that head? You're talking about the person that tried to kidnap his yeah. granddaughter? Yeah. We don't know. Uh, you could take Shanahan all the way back to Atlanta. Maybe if Jerry Rice didn't run routes before the game. Can't show that. No one get hurt. Can't have that. That could be it. Why not? That, that, what that, is that, it? Can we show it? That could have been it. Yeah. it. There's a lot of things, I guess, now that we kind of run through the Rolodex that San Francisco could have some sort of curse, but I do believe it mm-hmm. all ends with the announcement that we beat COVID. Bingo. You know, we lost a lot of good people out there. Shoot. 
actually mm-hmm. really came through, changed a lot of the world, changed the lives, changed the future, changed a lot of things forever. But as of yesterday, we beat it. So let's go a little congrats to all of us. Congrats, let's guys. Let's put our swords aside. You know, let's put our swords aside and let's just yeah. say congrats to everybody still here because that thing was a real son of a bitch. It was. Yeah. I don't want to be too sexist. Daughter of a bitch, too. Son yeah. of a bitch, daughter, yep. whatever. Real bitch. I, I don't want to do it. A real bitch. COVID was, and I'm, I, I mean that as uh, like a tough thing, not a female dog, obviously, because no, right, right, I have right. a female dog as a daughter, mm-hmm. Valerie, she's my favorite dog of them all. I'm just talking metaphorically, it was <laughs> real tough bitch. bitch. It was, and we got through it. Congrats to all of us. We should share this moment of happiness. Hell yeah. We yeah. did it. Doesn't matter what your political views are. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter your socioeconomic status. Does no. not matter your color, your religion. Does not matter anything. We beat COVID. COVID tried to beat us. Yeah. Officially beat it. Here we are on April 11th, 2023. We did it. There was a moment where none of us thought there was a chance we would be here. No. Remember, we weren't allowed to look at each other there no. for a bit. Yeah, you had to put on goggles. Don't look at each other bare, bare-eyed. Mm-hmm. Because we don't know what this COVID son of a bitch does. Remember, it was on cardboard there for a little bit. That's right. You get a delivery, let it sit outside for eight to nine days. Got to spray your groceries down. (laughs) We had Apocalypse Burgers because we weren't allowed to order food. Boom. Boom. No toilet paper. No food. And also, stay six feet away from each other. Well, can I dap up my... No. Don't don't even think about about it. it. This is actually how you do it. There you got powerful people saying... You do the elbow shimmy, mm-hmm. and then you shake it all about. You get no COVID, and you look like a dipshit. That's, <laughs> That's what, what it's all about. That was happening. And look at us now. Don't it's being announced. About Christmas. Christmas canceled. Two of them. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Canceled. Mm-hmm. A lot Easter of people. 2023. No. Sports. And here we are. We're back. Hell yeah, we're back. We did it. We Everybody. did it. Remember when those college kids at Notre Dame tried killing the entire world? Yeah, on the same day, there was some stuff going on in the city, and the sports people get attacked, and then the people that are changing the world don't get attacked. There was certainly some hypocritical moments throughout this entire thing. You could say. But honestly, genuinely, we made it. Great news. Hell yeah. We did it. Officially. Na- national yeah. holiday. Good job, everybody. Should Good job, be. everybody. Good job, Pac. Hey, Good job, Pac. Good job, baby. Hey, way to go, Tom. <laughs> Thank you, Pat. Good work, Pat. Hey, way to go, Tom. Thank you, Pat. Howdy, baby. Yep. Pat. Foxy, howdy, baby. Howdy, baby. Zito, way to go, Zito. Oh, there, Frankie. Hey, hey. hey, you remember before Frank got married, we had a battle against COVID for three yeah, years? That's right. Howdy, baby, Donnie. Way to go, Donnie. Hey. Hi, Joe. Howdy, baby, Joe. Hey, Joe. Bruce. Hey, how about Bill beating the shit out of COVID? Had a baby Bill. Bill. Had a baby Mick. Had a baby Mick. Had a baby Mick. Elijah. AJ Hawk. AJ Hawk. AJ Hawk. That guy Bill Covey. Had a baby AJ. And everybody watching at home, I hope you take a moment to recognize the moment that we have in front of us right now. Mm-hmm. There were some tough days. Uh-huh. There were some glim days. There were some doom days. Wow. And here we are, all agreeing, apparently, except for some people that quote tweeted the initial thing, mm-hmm. that we beat that motherfucker we got him we did it here here congrats to us let's take a break for about 20 hours 25 minutes okay we got a big show tomorrow huge it'll be a covid free show that's right always will be because that's the world we're in right now Mm -hmm. see that's the thing that everybody's going to say oh because it's no longer a national emergency people are going to think covid doesn't exist we know covid exists we know yeah 
And we know this bastard, okay? Because we don't know who the father is. That's right. I mean, we've had a couple allegations. And that was certainly pretty large out there. <laughs> we know who the father But this is. bastard COVID, okay? Not the first pitch of the Nationals game. Well, okay, no, no. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. This bastard COVID was a real asshole. Yeah. And it's going to be with us for the rest of our time. But we'll beat this sorry fucking thing, mm -hmm. just like humans have done since the beginning. Yeah. Remember when the Spanish flu came in? Still around, still doing its thing. We figure out ways to beat it. That's what we're going to do going forward. COVID is an added character into all of our movies. Uh -huh. And it's an added character that we get to beat the fuck up if it happens into our life or into our family. Oh, we yeah. know it's dangerous. We know Preach. it still exists. But this is the world we live in now. And shout out to us for fucking getting here. Beautiful day. Beautiful day. All right. By the way, I didn't make that uh, the proclamation. That was the White House. White House. House. You got a problem. Take it up there. Yeah, send them an email. See you at AJ's mm -hmm. birthday next year. January 6th is this man's birthday. That's right. <laughs> Don't ever forget it. Look at that smile, ear to ear. He yep. loves it. The official announcement yep. of COVID's death. AJ, you're hilarious. Uh, AJ, big show tomorrow. You know that? Can't wait. But also, I, I heard uh, Trudeau, Goopy, has some legislation going in. Trudeau's going to wow. say the same thing tomorrow, maybe. We don't need any negativity right now. I don't live in that country. Not yeah, we, positive. Not. Positive. I don't think that's what's going on. The way you yeah. said it, it was not positive. Because I think we want masks or something. Just trending. Bring back masks was trending in Canada. The only, oh, reason, really? the only yeah. reason why I know that is because Gumpy took a screenshot of his Twitter in Canada yeah. and said, Jesus Christ, boys. Yeah, I was yep. told. <laughs> what do we got going on? So there's always going to be differing opinions, but let's just feel proud that we beat it. And let's move along. Yeah. Hell yeah. Amen. We're back tomorrow. Pac-Man, great show. Boys, great show. AJ, great show. Um, tomorrow's a big one, AJ. Pac, great you. show. No, you too. Yeah. Hey, you look Pat, super cool today. Great show. This pink thing's sweet. Smell me. Smell me. Nice. Yeah. Did you see he drove an electric vehicle from where? Uh, hey, worst decision ever. Buying it or yeah. driving it? AJ? You saying don't do it? Oh, my God. I had to have Joe push me fucking a mile down the street. Yeah. <laughs> And luckily, Joe's fucking jack, so he did it with one hand. Joe is yeah. jock, dude. He had his... Wait, had... That, that Mustang's electric right there on the right? Uh, no, no that, that's an actual car on the right. That's an actual <laughs> Mustang on the right. <laughs> you know, that's the one that I potentially drifted around the driveway because there's 660 ponies going to the rear wheel My base. That one next to it is whatever they thought they could potentially make a Mustang. You can't. No. Okay, don't do that. But also, any electric car... From Cincy to Indianapolis is a roll of the dice. Don't be doing it. That is a roll of the dice. Never so, again. Why'd they do that to the Mustang? I mean, what do we, why'd they do that? I don't know. Do they so are you, is, has it been charging somewhere during the show? No, there's no chargers anywhere, AJ, <laughs> except for in California. What is this? <laughs> what is this thing doing, bro? I, we obviously have no Ford deal. I didn't even know they had electric Mustangs. Me neither. You know why? Because the fucking Mustang is like, this is a big part of it here. Oh, you got a scoop <laughs> Why do you have that? Oh, because the engine's so fucking big. These things are like <laughs> dragsters, bro. Mm -hmm. The way they're built is to be race cars. And then they put this minivan out here and slap that thing on. Disgusting. What are we doing, bro? Until you can get, they need to have a 500 mile range, I think, on electric vehicles to kind of put them over the top. What you said? They also need. I think the radio, radio, the radio, and all of that shit need to be on a different battery, bro. It's, we, it's no reason you should be driving this. The car says, "Hey, turn the radio off. Hey, turn the air conditioning off." What the fuck? We're in 2023. You want me to turn the air off and ride in the heat? I will say, um, they just need more stations. Yeah. Like, 
charging sure. stations. And the also portable ones. I could jam in there and give me a quick 50 miles or something, you know? Mm. Yeah, but it takes forever to charge, too. When you find a charging station, it takes forever because oh, these batteries, I don't know if you've heard of anything about these batteries, tough to get. Oh, yeah. Tough to get. No, a lot of power coming out. Can't make more of those. Tough to get. So, like, charging them takes forever, too. So, I don't think it's feasible to really be the car of the now or the near future or distance yeah with how lack of mobility you can have with it personally but i'm sure they'll figure it out aj yeah you think they will yeah yeah they, california will in a couple of years in a couple of years it's all like they right? they're saying mars is coming in a couple of years too mars <laughs> yeah you just gotta heat up the planet that's all huh? what yeah Elon, release something about this what do you say you got a bunch of co2 and h2o that just is living in the planet that they need to activate, essentially. Oh, inside the planet. Yeah, it might be inside the planet. I think in the air as well, in the atmosphere. Hmm. A lot of weird shit going on. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep talking about sports. Mm-hmm. We did beat COVID, though. We didn't say that. Sports World did not say that. No. Real World said that. Yeah. We are just echoing a sentiment that made it into our timelines. Oh, we're doing and it made it into our timelines because it's a big deal. Speaking of a big deal, tomorrow's show is going to be that. Be a friend. Tell a friend something nice. Uh, throughout your nice Tuesday here. Playing games tonight. Let's watch Hell it. Yeah. Here we go. Let's pay attention. Let's enjoy the shit Glad out of it. And then we'll see you right back here tomorrow, 12.02 Eastern Standard Time, oh, yeah. for the Pat McAfee Show. We're going to Chef Bo's. Goodbye.